You are now tuned into Progressive Action Radio, the most objective show in America. Hosted by Tramail Thompson, co-hosted by Jamel Wilson, and DJ Damage is on the wheels of steel. You will never know what to expect when thoughts and wisdom unite. People. Get ready. 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 Progressive action is now live. What's going on to all our listeners out there? What's really good? We back another week of progressive action. What's going on, cuz? I'm chilling. What's going on? You know, same thing. Um, what happened this past week? Uh, well, you, the funeral, of course, and the homegoing service for the fallen, um, for fallen female conductor, Miss Dix. Correct. You know, beautiful service. Um, you know, when I guess my boy Trevor had his bus, you know, we was riding around, and we ain't even get to the the services yet, and he was already on eyewitness news. Shout out to Trevor. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to him. Like I said, that's a great thing having that bus. You know, really comes in handy. Yeah. You know. So, you know, that that was good. You know, it, it put – they said that it MTA buses. That was not an MTA bus. No, it that, wasn't, yeah. That was a private bus. <laughs> I read if, the article too, if, yeah. If MTA did that, any driver did that, they would be taken out of service immediately. Immediately, right. Yeah, immediately, <laughs> job would be on the line. So the MTA didn't have anything to do with that. Um, but the services, the services was great. Our sister looked great. Um. You know the union did the right thing. They took care. They took care of what they had to take care of. Only thing I had a problem with, <clears throat> and um, with the whole thing was how the union was the whole the whole day. You know they stayed away from us. Um, they didn't shake hands with none of the members. They only they only spoke to the people who they knew. And it's very rare that we catch that many of the top four in one place and it's not nothing political going on. And that was the chance for the union to to break the ice and and be transparent a little bit and introduce themselves because a lot of people don't know who Latanya is, they don't know who Earl is, and they don't know who Nelson is. No matter how big they think they are, a lot of people don't know who they are. And you know, they, didn't, they failed to do that. They didn't ask what was up with the members. They didn't, um, um, ask anyone how they was doing. You know, we worked with her, especially RTO. You know, we worked with her. But you know, the top, the top three of the top four came. John Samuelson didn't come. I don't know why he didn't come. I heard that he was in he was in Dallas, doing whatever he was doing. But you know, what's more important than a situation like this? You know what I mean? Of course, I know exactly what you mean. You know, uh, you know hello to everybody out there listening. And uh, you know, basically. I can't, um, you know, basically just like we always say that people know um, TWU Local 100. I'm, t- I'm talking about the riding public now. They know TWU Local 100 because of the strike, you know, and they, and again, they still think that Roger Toussaint is still in power, a lot of people, okay, because basically this is what that administration used to do. They used to, you know, for something like that, they would have been out there. You know, Roger would have been there at that funeral or somebody would have showed up from the top four and they would have introduced themselves, they would have made themselves known who they are. So just like you said, if it's sad if these people didn't make themselves, if this administration 
didn't make themselves known to who they are, then basically I don't know I don't know what else to say about them, you know. And you know, we want to make something clear with these union reps. You know, a union rep called me, right? And they was like, yo, you know, I wonder why the union got so involved with this situation. Like, I think they, they, they got too personally involved. And everybody know why they got personally involved. It's because of progressive action. Like, you had the color guard there. You had all the reps there. If they didn't come, they would have got railroaded today right now. You know what I mean? On the show. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have stopped. John Samuelson got his day coming tomorrow. <laughs> well, of course. He's, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to have John his day. Samuelson getting his day tomorrow. But, you know, what, what was the reason for the union to have their hands in it so so deep? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that they did, but everybody know why they was there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they, they wouldn't get railroaded. And that's what they talk. That's all they think about. They don't do what's right. They do what... what what they feel may be popular to keep them keeping being the good graces of the members. Right, because basically if if it wasn't for progressive action, would they even would they even budge? You know, because they're again, they're a do nothing administration, you know? Yeah, they, they wouldn't, you know, it's the union, it's local one hundred. It's the old local one hundred. We working on the new TWU local one hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's going it, on. It's a whole new movement going on. It's gotta be yeah, something's gotta be done, you know. Something has really got to be done. So basically, you know, like I said, Samuelson's out of the local now. So basically it's like, okay. Nah, he's going to stick around. Well, yeah, he's going oh, to okay. stick around because from what I understand, he got open business. And he's not leaving until he closes business. And and one of the things I heard he's working on is tier six of moving, getting that, um, the cap taken off of tier six, that $15,000 cap. Mm-hmm. And from what I'm hearing, he's supposed to be handling that before September. So I would love to see that happen before September. Yeah, I heard they, I heard they got a new bill in place, or they they implementing a new bill. I don't know. It's, it's some type of lobby going on next week, but I don't know what we lobbying for. What's, the, what's on the agenda? I don't. I don't know what's on the agenda either. Introduce our guests. Let's, let, let's maybe yeah, they know. Yeah, let's get everybody involved with the conversation. All right, everybody. Tonight to progressive action, we have back to progressive action, Mr. Trevor Logan Jr. Owner and operator of the Progressive Action Bus. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? All right. And back to Progressive Action. It's my pleasure to introduce again Mr. Henry Proman. Thank you. From MTA Bus. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's my fault. Yeah, we have. Guys, guys, speak now. Guys, you. Ah, thank you. Pleasure to be back. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So what you think about how, how how was the services for you, Trevor? Um, you know, my take on the service, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Like you said, our sister looked really, really good. Um, the turnout from our coworkers was great. Um, her family, her friends, all out there showing love. Uh, like you said, the union, uh, you know, for the most part handled their business, did what they were supposed to do, uh, you know, right by our coworker. And um all around it was beautiful. It was just a beautiful thing, and, and they gave her a good, good uh, send-off. Yeah, it was great. It was good. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good. That's good. I did, I did see a, a couple of the live videos, you know, and I saw who was there, and, you know, people who weren't even conductors went and pulled out uniforms, and, you know, shout-out to Gary Ann Jackson. You know, she, she's a tower operator and pulled out her conductor uniform. And I saw even saw a couple of bus operators there, so I said, wow, this is uh, a lot. A lot of people look shocked. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yeah, that's that's nice. You know, I mean, you know, basically, this is something I brought up a long time ago. You know, of course, being around all those old uh, senior people and they're like, oh yeah, right, kid, that ain't going down. But you know, basically, the same way uh, the cops and the firefighters and EMTs and everybody else, they have their color guards and honor guards and 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 basically, whenever somebody dies. They, you know, they show out at the funeral and everybody is sharp, you know. Now, while the police department and other those those other agencies have ceremony uniforms, we don't have a ceremony uniform. But you know, no, we barely have a uniform. We barely have a right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if they could even get it to you, right, exactly. But it's on back order. But basically, <laughs> yep. But basically, what people, you know, what they should allow people to do is. You know, everybody should come dressed sharp in the in the uniform that's given to them, and then come with some nice shoes or come with some nice gloves, the way Tremel did, and everybody sh- and everybody just be there in uniform and show out in solidarity. You know, I wonder was that ever done before? I, I said let's do that. The best thing that I've seen in recent time was when William Pena, the st- the service they gave for William Pena, the operator that um, was killed in the line of duty. They, you know, they went all out for him. They had the uh, over the road buses, if you guys can remember, that said yeah, William yeah. Rest in Peace, William Pena, yeah. and all of that. And they had um, Arctic buses, like what he was driving, and the union was out there, and the the membership was out there in uniform, and it was pretty nice, you know. You know, I was pitching to Tremel to say, listen, you know, the union president, right? If you're a union president and your job title was, let's say, you know, you wore a uniform for your job title. Then you know for for that one day you should come out in uniform and dress sharp in the uniform along in solidarity with the members just mm-hmm. to show you know that you know that you are still who you are you know. John Samson have a uniform? <clears throat> no, I don't. You know, track workers don't have a uniform. I mean, do he have any kind of uniform? I don't yeah, know. You gotta a, ask. I don't know. A, it's yeah, a, we a polo ask shirt. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a polo it's, shirt, right? Yeah, it's a polo shirt that uh, looks like it's been worn since uh, 1965. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the one he had on going through the turnstile, right? <laughs> no, no. Remember that was different. You actually liked that uh, that that uh, shirt, <laughs> Tramel. You liked that shirt. Just didn't look right on him, but you liked that shirt. Remember he did, he did, didn't. You know. I ain't say I like that shirt. He only wear three shirts. Yeah. That 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 that. All them, the 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 curtain, the tablecloth, and yeah. the pumpkin. Well, well, that's what that's what it starts as, yeah. <laughs> the pumpkin is that orange shirt, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, one, a funny thing that you mentioned uniforms. You know, the sanitation department has a class A uniform issued to them. Sanitation workers, mm-hmm. because when um, uh, if I remember correctly, I remember uh, they had a large funeral for a sanitation worker that was killed with the chemicals in the back of his truck that were illegally oh, I placed. That, yeah. in, yeah, the guy. Those aren't the supervisors. Sanitation workers are issued a Class A uniform, just like police officers, but in green. And they're issued the pan of the shoes. They're issued white gloves and four button. Uh, it's called a summer blouse in the police department that is tailored. That's a you know. So they have that. It's just the MTA chooses not to do that for us. Right. I mean, I always had like like you had mentioned and what you had. I always wore on duty pan leather shoes. Okay. And then Liberty Lines used to issue those in the uniforms. We had. You know, we had an allowance to go to F and J uniforms in the Bronx, and um, at one time it was two hundred twenty dollars, which would get you a decent amount and whatever you wanted. That included panel of the shoes, winter boots, a full winter jacket. You know, the cops wear, but with you know Liberty Lines patch and the American flag, uh, the Eisenhower Ike jacket. You know, sweater, number of shirts you want, the pants. So they, they you know, other companies even do that. I mean, Greyhound even has a dress uniform with the blazer. So the MTA chooses not to, and then, of course, if they even get the uniform to you, 
Well, like I said, the union, you know, that's something. See, first of all, the uniform room, you know, which I guess is redundant with me with people hearing me say it, that there's something that they've, the MTA has gotten away from. And basically, they should go back to the uniform room where things were tailored. They had a seamstress. They had a tailor on site to where they could do, oh, do, yeah. do the repairs for you right there. Well, you you wanna you wanna talk about tailoring? I remember my day at uh, it'll be my second day at an RTO down to Union Hall, and um, I don't I don't even know if they were tailors. I guess they were just union workers was coming in and tape measuring our throats and everything, and 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 that was it. But then when the uniform showed up. You was either trying to, you know, button it with the buttons holding on for dear life, <laughs> or you were swimming in your pants. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Well, so yeah, there's like there's no tailors with that. Yeah, yeah. That, they, when when they do that, they just take measurements. And it's like, oh yeah, this is your size, because the MTA is under the impression people don't know their size for anything. And I've come across people that don't know their size. Like uh, I don't remember. I was, oh, getting, okay. I was getting. I have a buddy of mine that he says I'm a 36, right? So I got. I brought him pants. Why? Because the MTA didn't get his pants, and they suck the pants. So he says, uh, can you find me some pants? And I went on eBay, found pants that were like 15 bucks. $50 pants, 15 bucks. So I get them for him. He says he's a 36, and I called the matron. I was like, all right, I'll get a 36. Turns out he's a 38, and now he's going to spend twice as much on taking the pants out and um, hemming them than it cost for the pants because I could have just gave him the 38s. <laughs> I could have ordered the 38s for him. So that's what they figure in the MTA. You don't know your size. They come there. All they're doing is taking a measurement. Then they put this on a piece of paper. They send it to this place. And uh, then they start taking things off the shelf that are the wrong size anyway. Exactly. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, don't yeah. Under, I don't understand the sense of taking our measurements to send people the wrong size. Right. Yeah. Well, and when depending I was talking. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm depending sorry. on what plant they get to make the pan. Even though, let's say, VF or whoever it is, Lion Group, whoever it is, the current vendor. Um, you know, they're not technically the ones making it. It's, it's outsourced to a place in Honduras at one time or it's outsourced somewhere else. It depends on who has the contract for that period of time. You can literally have two shirts because, I, I mean, I can, I can maybe if, if this was going to come up, I should have brought them with me. I got two shirts that are 19 and a half short sleeve and, you know, because that's what I used because I'm a big round guy. And they're both different sizes. They fit differently. And they're the same size. It says it on there. It says, you know, VF Solutions or Lion Group, depending on what period of time it was and how big I was. And literally the same same order that day. Right now I have they're still in the bag. I never got I tried them on. They came in the same order. They came in the same box. <laughs> when I got them six months after I ordered them. Okay? And they're literally both nineteen and a halfs and one is tight and one is not. It's like my commando sweater. You, you know we come to you wear you know we're we're the same Sweater we were, I got my sweater. One sweater, the arm was way past my hand. Like, I literally was flapping around. But then the bottom was like a halter top. And then the other one, the other joint was, was past my waistline. And the sleeves were up to my elbow. I'm like, yo, who, who does this? So They thought you were, they thought you were going on men on film. Yeah, from the you know <laughs> but, but definitely, definitely the, need a better company. The, the MTA need to look into where the NYPD get their uniforms from. Since they like padding bargaining, why don't you padding everything? Padding where they get their <laughs> uniform right. from. Well, you they know? Get, well, they get a uniform allowance and they go to the like Myers. Down, is Myers still there on down? That's on where I bought Saturday? the. That's where I bought the shoes from. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's what they do. NYPD and Correction, yeah. all of them. But you know, basically, what I meant before about Taylor was, again, it's a blast from the past. A little bit before I came on, they had the uniform rooms yeah. for 
um, TA, Surface, RTO, and Map Store, you know, bus drivers, train operators, or whatever. So, what I'm saying is, at these locations, they gave you the uniform right there on the spot. There was no mail order. And basically, the tailor, the tailor, there was a person was on site to take your measurements and, and do the alterations on the spot. That's right. And give it to you. And that's why back in the day, we used to look sharp as bus operators. That's exactly. Right. Now everyone's just looking like, well, who did it in Rand? John, right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me ask y'all this. Sam Sin, of course, is the international president. Um, Joe made it clear that he's running for international president. But back to the local, who do you think he's going to put in? <laughs> I'll let, I'll let y'all I'll let y'all answer. I, nah, man, I, answer I, I ain't got no clear answer for that one either. You know, just I'm like I'm like you, Trim. I'm just gonna sit and see what happens. Cause I mean, it don't matter what happens, go get destroyed. Yeah, because every because people are gonna be tight. Like, but why'd you choose that person? You know what I'm saying it's gonna be destroyed. He's gonna destroy whatever he has left with stand divided, and that's gonna be it. That's that's gonna be it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bottom line, I would love. I can't wait to see how this play out. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be comical to see who you know who he chooses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Samuelson do not get a pass for not coming, showing up to the funeral. He he didn't speak to the family. He didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. John Samuelson, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> you hit, don't ever come back to the local. They having some 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 what they having Monday. Uh, some, some kind of some lobby day and some kind of thing they have in Monday in the city, but Wait, is, is it in the city or is it upstate? It's in the city. I think. No, it's, I think it's in the it's city. The and then they yeah. have they're, they're, uh, and then that's preparing for the, that's uh, the upstate. gear up okay. to lobby day. Yeah, but um, the real flyers is coming out tomorrow regarding that, and um, you know it's gonna be out there. You know if you're interested in, in wasting your time, you know what I'm saying, and and and. and a whole bunch of do nothing. Cause our top four, I don't really know much about Nelson. I heard I heard Nelson Department likes him. But I don't I he rubs me the wrong way, to be honest with you. I don't like I don't I don't like his energy. So and then like Sammy if Samuelson treated me like he treated him, as a man, where's your man, where's your manhood at? I wouldn't have did it off a of GP, like, man, fuck you. You could keep that. I'm already a VP. What I want to be administrative vice president for? You look weak. I heard this man abused you, and you coming back to to sit on his lap and and get coddled? <laughs> Where he gave you your car back? Bigger check. What? How much bigger though? Like at at at, at some point in time, as a man, you got to stand up, and ain't no money worth your dignity. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about the membership. He abused you. You know what I'm saying? You got to tell people to kiss your ass sometimes. Sure do. You know what I mean, Nelson Rivera. Get the fuck out of here! You should have stood up, man. You should have. It ain't about the membership, because you being used for whatever reason. You stand united now. You're being used, no matter how what you say or what you don't say. You got a history with Samuelson, and it's not good. It's just like Samuelson saying, "Hey, Landis, come over here." Oh yeah. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Landis just blasted Samuelson and the chief over some bullshit talking about he had vendors that was giving up giving away stuff made in China. <laughs> made in sweatshops. Oh, I didn't see that word. <laughs> like with like Landis threw him under the bus? Yeah, and him and Landis was best friends right. during during their whole scab. He you know, John Samuelson was using Landis Right to fuck with you to basically. fuck with me. Yeah, scab shit, and then yeah. 
that shit that shit didn't go nowhere. Nobody ain't care about that. Only but them handful of people. Landis come back thinking he's gonna get released for for attacking the the Don Dada. Now, <laughs> now Samuelson, Samuelson didn't I guess keep his promise. Now what Landis did. Well, Samuelson went ahead and said, "Get the fuck out of here." Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he told Landis, "Get the fuck out of here." Oh, <laughs> but it's a whole bunch. It's, it's clown shit. But you know that's them. Cause they they not being righteous with each other, so it's gonna be a whole bunch of shit. It's a whole bunch of fake shit going on. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Has anybody seen if Landers got new teeth yet? No, I don't know. Because if no, he I does, think, then think, maybe it wasn't release time was the trade. Maybe it was just something else. I'm just saying. Oh <laughs> shoot! <laughs> and let me tell you, from somebody who has teeth, let me tell you something. They are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And if you don't have teeth, you should get some fucking teeth. Yeah, definitely. You should get some teeth if he doesn't have it. Well, you, should, you got. <laughs> between the between the the the, the I mean, between the signs saying scab <laughs> and the teeth, it was like this guy for fucking real. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> word. My boy, my boy Kwanzaa was like, "Yo, look at your teeth." <laughs> I got it on video. <laughs> look at your teeth. <laughs> That's when I started commenting. I was like, "Teeth are amazing. You should get some." Well, I did too. Did get better, right? Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Maybe oh, that was the deal it's a, for him. It's a, it's a, it, how much is it extra? It's a whole. I don't know if it's anything. Is it anything extra? Yeah, I believe. I mean. The coverage went up another thousand dollars or something like that. I don't remember that. Uh, you don't remember that? No, nah, I don't remember that. It either. went up. I, I know it went up for us because even though I'm retired, it did go up and went up. It didn't go up too much. I think it was like maybe twelve bucks a month. So yeah, yeah. I think that no, 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 they, no. they covered. Not, not payment, I'm talking about the coverage. I'm talking about oh, the yeah. coverage. No, no the coverage think, definitely went up because uh, my wife took my advice and got some fucking teeth. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. <laughs> she went ahead and had her teeth done. So. Hey, look, Henry, I'm gonna have to tell you. Get the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> bruh. Uh, <laughs> you it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that you get you could get better um dental. I don't, I don't know if the coverage went up, but I know they what they was bragging about. If you got a 26 year old. They could be up under your dental. Yeah, dent- who, who, who the hell? Why is a 26-year-old being up under your dental, first of all? Well, actually, it's, uh, that, that, has n- that has nothing to do with our plan. It has to do with uh, what you call it, extension of the Affordable Care Act, that they're trying to merge the standard. Because that's, I think you have a, uh, what you call it, a child living in your home or under your care up to age 26 for health care under the Affordable Care Act. So they just extended. So they're using the law as another win again. Yeah. That's what it is. So pretty much must smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, there's this whole, you know, fixed tier six, that whole thing that says, oh, well, we're going to lift that cap. That's going to be the fix. Right. That's yeah. the only uh, that's, thing. You're, you're, you, you, you see it coming already. I mean, you mention it. Yeah. They're going to raise the cap. Yeah. You still ain't really fixed tier six. You didn't yeah. fix it. <clears throat> but that's going to be a start, they're going to say. You know what I mean? Like, we got the cap. Oh, you want to fix, you, you could keep the cap. Lower my percentage. Remove that fucking cap. I mean, the cap is very important. Come to think about it, but it is why they why the, but, the percentage got to come down too. Right, it doesn't fix it, but they're going to say that they fixed it, just like the whole thing with the assault bill. It wasn't that Local 100 was fighting for it; it was every other agency was. Everybody was asking for this, okay, including like mentioned nurses. I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I, even the DA is covered up under that, which is right. which is strange. 
They really? covered up under that assault bill. Yeah. Anybody is, who's working in the yeah. conduct and the course of their of their duties and the scope of their duty, if you get assaulted, it's an additional charge because you're messed with somebody for because because of what they're doing. It's almost like a, an akin to a bias charge. You know, a bias I, crime. I said that. I said that the union act like they pushed it and they was ahead of it. They wasn't. It was uh, it was passed for other people before it was passed for us. First of all, that's correct. And then they got added on. We was last. Oh, it was coattailed. They just grabbed on and says, bring us in. Yeah. But even in that, I'm thinking about it. It wasn't even like it came to all of us at the same time. First, it was bus operators. And then they eventually added us down in RTO. So it wasn't like it was unilater- unilaterally rolled no, out. No, but the cleaners came last. Yeah. Wow. The cleaners just got added last year. Yeah, because it's reactionary. So it was and, then a, and then the union lied and said that the bill passed. The bill didn't pass it like six that. months later. Oh, yeah. And it turns out it was everything from, like, you know, it was, like you said, it was DA. Anybody that's in the course of their work, if you get assaulted, it's a, it's a different charge. And it's a, you know, right, you start, start with, but, but it's all reactionary. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, did, I mean, has Samuelson got up on TV about two conductors? And I mean, two, I don't know if it was both conductors, but I know it was two uh, workers in RTO being assaulted in the same day. Yeah, it was two conductors. Let me one tell you two conductors. One or two. Samuelson. He's long gone right now. Oh, yeah, There's definitely. nothing that we could say to him. He don't give a shit. He's probably listening and laughing right now. Well, like, let's go- offer him a 72-ounce steak, and then he can you know, get it for free if he eats it Jesus. all within an hour. You know, they do that in Texas. I did that in Amarillo like 15 years ago. 72-ounce steak? <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn. It's something ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have those. Maybe that's what he's doing down there. Because I went through Amarillo, and the steak is free. If you eat it within an hour with a little bit of uh, mashed potatoes and a little bit of a side, that steak is free. Is it 72 72- ounces raw or oh no you cook it well he might eat it raw i mean you've seen the polo shirt so. <laughs> but but the thing is that if like look at the tragedy that happened to our co-worker yeah you can't reach out on the phone email text to you know give your condolences what think what makes you think he care about a con- what happened with these conductors one got spit on another one with coffee or something yeah like that? one got hit with a cup and then one got spat on all right that's regular to him. He don't care. The only time Samuelson talk about assaults, contract time, using us as bargaining chips, mm-hmm. and, con- and um, re-election time. Yeah, that's saying the only all time he's he done made, for everybody. That's the only time he may say or, 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 or do something. You wouldn't think no assaults happened between those two times. Well, that's the whole problem that I have with this is that you mentioned that, well, one got spat on one coffee. And I said, well, two in one day, the media picked up on this. Here's the thing. How many assaults do actually happen in one day? The news is only going to report on a microcosm of stories. Just like they say, there's a thousand stories in the naked city. I mean, I'm pretty sure at least one transit employee is getting spit on a day, especially in buses. I know that's, I, it has to be the case. You know, when they mentioned that there were 600 assaults in so-and-so year, there's 365 days in a year. That means you're averaging two a day just in buses. Yeah. So what is really happening? Just because two in one day, is that the only two? How many is it tomorrow? How many have happened on average? That's what Samson needs to get on TV and say. I mean, He's like, hey, hey, listen, they only told you about these two today. There was another three, you know, yesterday. There was four in the past, you know, Easily because of the know, day whatever. I got assaulted, there was two others in the same day. And mine's happened within an hour from another one. So it's, it's definitely more than what's being reported. Now imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine the, the rookies who are afraid to report it. Because management don't want them to do an IOD. Oh yeah, how you about I mean? how they encourage you not to report? No, it? Uh, without a doubt. So, yeah. 
So, you know, it's, it's more than what it is. Like, the union is saying four a week every 36 hours, right? That's still excessive. That's crazy. Now, now on the average, it's four a week. One is excessive. Yeah, no, yeah that's what I'm saying. And that's crazy that's what I'm saying. because I'm thinking about the Bronx, you know, and, and those lines up there. It's like, you're not going to tell me an assault one, at least one a day doesn't happen up there. Right, that's where I was getting at. I said, I mean, you know, it's, it's not just, oh, there was two in one day. It's like, no, there was, there was two that you reported being the media in one day. What about the others? And wait a minute, what about the others? Where's the union saying that this happens more than what the media has reported? That's why the progressive and, action assault march right. is going to be very important yes. mm-hmm. because President Thompson is going to speak to it. Fuck Sam. And I got, a, I got a big surprise coming to two Broadway, and it's going to be the talk of the town. The governor may even give me a call. Somebody go call me. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely going to be some dialogue around it. Some, <laughs> some, somebody go call me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to be, be in somebody's <laughs> office. You might be doing a whole show about that and come next week, man. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody, somebody go call me and be like, yo, man, what, yo, what's, what the, what's, what's up? Somebody tell Daru Irick to holler at me, man. Mm. <laughs> so I see, so I'm looking at this here that the union put out. It appears Monday, May 15th, which is next Monday from 8, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., there's a, um, Samuelson is supposed to be at the, uh, is an annual labor reception. And it's going to be at the uh, Tower Observation Deck at the Empire State Plaza. So basically you can RSV, you, it's a website here that you, well, you go on a union website and RSVP. Or you could either call the union hall, the extension 206. Don't promote that shit. Why are you promoting that? Why you promoting that? talk about that. He's just telling you because you know what's going to happen. They pick and choose who it is. That's cool. If you RSVP and call, you know you're not going to get it. The flyers is coming out tomorrow, and that's that. You have any more salt march flyers? No. Just you got to go crazy posting. That's it. It's all the internet, man. I feel it's going to be a good turnout. It's going to be 86 degrees. 86. 86. Wow. I might be out there in my tank top. <laughs> Everybody better make sure they stay hydrated because 86 degrees, it's not, it's not easy walking across that bridge. You know what I'm saying? You know something? I actually did that. Which, which uh, Brooklyn Bridge, I'm assuming? The Brooklyn Bridge, yes. I did that the day that I went to my separation of service uh, from the Board of Ed in 2003. I got my layoff notice on June 9th, 2003, my birthday. You're laid off. And it's the end of the school year when I worked at the Board of Ed. Okay. They sent me to a separation of service at the old uh, Board of Ed headquarters, which was, uh, what was it? It was 110 Livingston at the time. And I decided to walk back to my school on 24th and 7th. It's not that bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> walk across the bridge, not that bad. Just don't think about the 86 degrees. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Now, walking from Brooklyn to Manhattan is not bad. And you'll have, and you'll have that energy, you know. When everybody that's there realizes, you know, I mean, how much of a screwing and the dividing that uh, Samson does. I mean, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that. Well, nobody came over. They stayed over there. I mean, they just practiced that division within the union. Your own, our own officers are doing that, is that kind of division. I mean, if you have something to say on Facebook that doesn't jive with the line, they, they, they divide you and try to, you know, try to point at, oh, that's the problem right there. You well, the, the downside to that is it, it you know, in, in the funeral really wasn't the venue for that to occur. But, um, but they you know, practice their normal behavior, which is divide but yeah, everybody. But even then, you know, being on the side of, of with, with my brothers and sisters 
in uniform, you look across the way and at the union personnel, and they're not even looking at us. They're not even giving us any eye contact. There's nothing, you know, no handshakes, no, you know, condolences to you. There was nothing. It was literally a divide line that you could have probably cut with a knife. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, I, 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 and pers- that's their personally, I found behavior. it to be disrespectful. It, well, it, it is. Disrespectful. I mean, that's what they, but that's what they do. They disrespect us, you know, and I mean, it, it's, uh, I'm just not no longer surprised is what I'm, what I'm saying. And yeah, it, it's, 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 it's sad that that can, that something like that happens and they still behave in a way, instead of saying, hey, listen, let's put that aside, and this is why we're here. And it's like, no, it's us, and it's them. But you want to know what? They, and that's how they treat they their did, own members. They didn't want us and them. They didn't want to look us in the eyes. Well, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It, it, they, they, they ain't got the power no more. Like, they feel the energy shifting. You know what I mean? And they could try me all they want, but they know the energy is shifting. And, you know, they going to have to deal with it. It's a long way to, to the next election, 16 months. I mean, progressive action ain't even 16 months old, I think. You know what I mean? They got a long way. And if I remember, you're up to 8,000 members now, right? Past 8,000? Yeah. 8,000 8, members in the group. That's right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what does that take, you know, to be a Facebook page and to start engineering the change of this union and the union officers behaving the way they all they do is expose themselves. I mean, that's what they've done. They expose what they're really about. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest. I, I have a better rapport with a lot of the reps now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't going to give up my sources, but, you know, um, we have a better working relationship with, with, a, with a lot of the reps. It's not the same like how it was six months ago. It's different now. They call my phone. They tell me certain things. But they don't be wanting me to attach their name to anything because they know how revengeful Samuelson is. Predictive, yeah. Yeah. And and you know, basically just like we said, after after he named this next president, it's gonna you're gonna have even better relationship with other people. Yeah, it is. And they, they know what's gonna happen. You know, even when they do between bus and consolidation, which we go talk about. Oh yeah, we get and, and and then and um them appointing a new president. And they finish. It's gonna be a lot of new reps and progressive action. Yeah, shoot, they may, shoot, they may even come here to the show. <laughs> I mean, look, the show is not a bad thing. They just don't want to. The thing is this: if the show was done by one of Samuelson boys, they wouldn't have no problem coming here. Samuelson has been on shows that don't get as much views as Progressive Action. Why he can't come here and talk real talk? Because he's not going to be able to stay on topic. I mean, look what happens when he goes on New York One. He doesn't talk about his own local. Yeah, he talking right. about the Brooklyn Navy Yard and warehouses and all this other kind of crazy. In other stuff words, in you mean you mean the you know the uh, package that uh, Governor Cuomo gives him to talk about and promote and push, sorry, uh, promote and push things that are happening? Because remember, Governor Cuomo is in a war with the mayor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, in fact, it's gotten to the point where there's actually troops on the ground. I mean, you the guys. State troopers. That's yeah. right. State troopers. There is are on troops a, on the uh, ground in New York City. State proper. troopers everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. They and and guess what? He's he's ordered the repainting of the TBTA vehicles. They look like trooper cars now. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's putting in resources 
that have New York's repainting vehicles, of course, at our tax expense, to say, and be, you know, since when do highway vehicles look good being in a uh, dark blue or black with a yellow line that says New York State? Talk about visibility problems. But that, that's what they're doing. That's, that, I mean, he's got troops on the ground because he's in a war with the mayor. And what whatever way to do that than have, you know, a, a united front, okay, including Transit Workers Union, because this is something that will shut the city down. Get everybody on. Get that union on the governor's side. There's no risk of shutting the city down, as we saw during these, uh, this negotiation, okay? And we see what's happening there. He's at, he's at war, so he's up there. Forget the transit workers. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Navy Yard. You know, he's been given his marching orders by the governor. I'm sorry. That's the same what it looks governor like. who told him to kiss his ass during contract time. Couldn't even get in contact with the governor. <laughs> Very interesting. Well, it wasn't like it was going to make any difference. I mean, the deal was already signed months before that. Come on, we yeah. all knew that. The writing they gave was on away the everything. Wall. Yeah, they gave exactly. He let sold me, the farm. Let me ask you: Do you know who Letitia James is? What in a city council? Public advocate. Public advocate. Yeah. Now she's very instrumental with this whole Fox News thing, um, with the sexual harassment and all that other stuff. But she's also, and she even called for a federal investigation into Fox News. But she's also an ally of John Samuelson and Local 100. So, well, I know who she is, but I, I, I don't follow New York City politics as closely because I, I, I live in Yonkers, so okay. I follow my local politics. And I frankly turned off all um, news media from TV because it's just disgusting. But I think that um, I'm going to encourage her to be transparent and do the same thing for Local 100 because the same allegations that's going over there on Fox happens in local 100 yeah John and, and it's been mentioned before you know it's been mentioned throughout the entire uh, samson administration it's 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 not even a new thing it's happened uh, i i mean there it's been brought up um trying to remember who it was um in fact uh um off the top of my head i know it was i believe it was a kb bus operator that had some issues uh, within the union uh, i want to say five years ago and i'm not talking about the one that got licked by the uh, uh dispatcher but Liz just had problems with yeah, a union rep. Yeah, she just had problems. She just had problems with a, with a union rep. You know, no women's committee, no outcry by any of the reps, and you know, a man against a woman, a man trying to attack a woman. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we go. We have to get Miss James to talk about these issues. I don't care about Fox News, but local one hundred forty thousand members. You need to address that. There's not forty thousand Fox employees. <laughs> no hell no. <laughs> I mean, maybe Letitia James could come here to Progressive Action and talk about it. Well, we could work on that. We could work I'm, on I'm going to call her. Yeah. Yeah, but her. remember, she's going to be on the impression. That's the thing that I, like I said, I understand politics, but I can't stand them. It's gonna be one of, that's going to be one of those things where it's like, well, I need the union's support because they're going to deliver me local 100 votes. Well, you got to put them into a corner. And tell them this guy is not, giving, not delivering you anything. In fact, you know, right now there's 8,000 strong that are in dissent that we know of openly by being a part of progressive action that are in dissent of the Samson administration. So what, what are you doing to actually talk to the members? Are you just going to talk to Samson because he's promised you those votes? And that's the problem with the politics. But, but th that's the thing. It's, it's smoke and mirrors because Samson don't deliver her no votes because we don't do no mobilizing and organizing with votes. We don't do um, voter registration drives. If, Who does that? Listen, if, a, if, if the numbers here with the voting of the contracts and the voting of the elections if you if he can't or if he can't get the members mobilized and organized to vote within stuff that's going politics that's going on within our union how is he going to get people to vote for other stuff outside the union 
Well, that's the whole problem. It's 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 the it's the perception of it that he's able to deliver those votes. Right. You also have to remember. I mean, the way our voting works. I mean, how many people did not get a ballot? Exactly. How many of those people that did get a ballot actually got their ballot counted? Did they? It, it's it's it goes. I mean, did they get stand? Were they did they were were they able to stand up and be counted? Because. I mean, how many hundreds of posts on Facebook about not getting their ballot or getting it afterward, or even how um, AAA, um, the being the American Arbitration Association, said, oh, no, there's no extension, and somebody calls five minutes later and says, no, they extended it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean— Now, so- let me ask y'all this. In 2009, was it a call-in vote? I mean, when, when, it, when, it, was, when it was lost by seven votes? Or one by seven, whichever one it was. It was a mail-in. Everything that I remember in my time in this job has been mail-in. It was mail-in. Yeah, it was always mail-in. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, the PBA can do their stuff online and have real-time accounting and put it up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. I mean, it's easier for Samuelson to manipulate the numbers because everybody's paid. Why? Why you go disrespect the boss? You know, American Arbitration, the AAA guys, they not paid through an outside party. They paid by the local. Right. So how can you go against the current, you know? Well, well, the question is, why did the PBA go to an electronic voting from the same people? Because the AAA does that for them also. They, they provide those products. But the product that apparently Local 100 utilizes is mailing this in, which has been a fiasco since I started driving a bus for the MTA, and that was in 2005, well, so they came. 12 years ago. And it's always been a fiasco with those kind of la- those large elections in terms of getting a ballot or not getting a ballot. You know, and it got a lot worse, of course, after the strike because you're not on the, uh, you know, the uh, preferred uh, list saying, I mean, I had people that were told that they were not in good standing to their face and they're holding their letters saying they're in good standing. It's, it's all that paper ballot has everything to do with electioneering. Oh, of course. That's what it is. It's and that's why it's selected. It's up to the union to select the method. OK, and they're able to. Uh, affect the outcome. It's, 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 you know, what kind of influence or uh, hacking of said election? Who's going to go through the trouble to hack AAA, okay, and do all this stuff that will, you know, result in changing votes opposed to somebody just don't send the ballot or send it to the wrong place? Yeah, what you looking at over there, cuz? No, just all the, the paperwork that Henry gave yeah, us. Yeah, what's so. in there? It was a, it's a lot of things. Um, in- What's that paperwork you gave him? Um, the paper. stuff that I just brought to the show, uh, my previous uh, appearances on the show, I, uh, um, it's uh, the MTA budget, it's uh, news stories about where the money goes, what uh, the result, what prompted the takeover. Um, the, uh, I believe it's the uh, independent budget office criticizing the MTA's waste of money and ordering buses. Things like that. I mean, of, of that nature. I believe it's all there. If I'm missing anything, I can get it to you because I, I, I might have forgotten an envelope. I grabbed what I had marked. So, so let's talk about this, um, right? How do you um, how do you like these brand new buses that they bought? The Cuomo buses, I call them. <laughs> the, the, they're blue and yellow. Well, I'm not operating them, but uh, <laughs> well, Trevor could tell you about the structure, oh, structure, man. physical structures on some of these things. Well. You know, right now we're in the middle of something like a 2,000 uh, bus procurement. Uh, right now we're getting like roughly the first four or 500 of them. Yeah, because I know um, what depot got them so far. Brooklyn Gleason has them out in Brooklyn. Yeah, Gleason, um, Gleason. West Farms. And West Brooklyn. Farms, um, Tuskegee, Tuskegee, and Stangle. Stangle, right. Is it better partitions? 
Uh, the partitions are exactly the same from the older models. They just position differently because it's a different model bus, but it's the exact same partition. You could, I mean, I hate to put this out there publicly, but it, it, the public knows you can still get at the operator. I actually, you know, rode a friend's bus last week. He had, he had one of the brand new buses. And I had him close the partition, and I was able to reach around and physically touch the driver's seat. So that means the drivers are still accessible. You know, someone if someone really wants to get to the operator, they can still get to the operator. Could somebody reach around a partition and grab the steering wheel? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you can get the steering wheel before yeah. you can get the driver. Right. Yeah. Now, that's unsafe. Now, oh. now I was just in Toronto on vacation about a, about a week and a half ago. And they have a similar partition that is it's it's two part so the operator can actually opt to have the glass down or up but when the glass is up and it's fully closed it is very hard for you to reach for the wheel and or the operator that's the last that's the can you imagine somebody reaching for the wheel while the driver driving I can imagine. Well, what happened on the BX4 when they had, I believe, it was one of the first Novas? He had a partition. Woman's on camera slashes him the hand when he's picking up the handsets to make the announcement for uh, 149th and 3rd. So, what kind of partition is that if the driver's grabbing the handset? Which, why is it over there? Why is it over there? With everything that's in these buses now, everything could be where the driver doesn't have to reach over there. And the MTA still wants that goddamn handset over there. And this girl just nonchalantly went up and slashed him on camera. And a partition bus, like it was no thing. How many years ago was this? Uh, when we first started getting the Novus, or what, five, 20, six? 2010, 2011? Uh, so, roughly, so, so yeah. roughly six, seven years ago? Six, seven years ago. It was on well, the floor. Well, yeah. the, these new buses coming in now, the, the phone the is, phone? On, the, is on, the, uh, on the window side, so the driver don't have to reach in that direction here, anymore. Yeah. I don't know, we're getting the new Novus, I don't know if it's going to be in the same spot, but with the new flyers coming in, they're on the driver's left-hand side. So and, it's, and it's a little bit behind the driver, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's well, from what I understand, the MT doesn't even want you to really use that. They'd rather use the uh, the speakeasy. automated foot switch. The yeah. speakeasy, they call yeah, it. Yeah, the speakeasy, so. Yeah, yeah if it's working was, like the radio. Right, because the dispatcher was telling me that today, that, you know, because basically he was trying to call a bus, so, so what happened? <laughs> it was just ringing because the driver wasn't picking the bus up. He was calling <laughs> one of the new buses, so but he, he said, could he wouldn't reach for the phone. Exactly, no, he yeah. couldn't reach for the phone because you know again the bus yeah. was moving. You know, so yeah. it's like yeah, oh, because man. and they and yes, they will treat that like technically legally it is. Oddly enough, I I I was going to be a witness in an arbitration for this that that is a handset and the vehicle and traffic law says you must not be using a handset it does not specify if it's a cellular phone a, uh, a satellite phone a company radio it is a handset and you are not permitted to operate a motor vehicle using it and the mta brought it i mean i know a guy that got charged for not answering the radio zariga tells you you can't use that handset don't pick up that handset while you're driving okay and if you don't answer, they're going to write you up for <laughs> disruption of service because you didn't answer that radio. You didn't answer the radio, exactly. So and on. both charges will stand. Okay. If, if one guy walks into the same arbitration, oh, I picked up the handset because I was getting called either by console or the SLDs that can, not, you know, they can call buses now. This is something new on the surf, TA service side within the last, I want to say, seven, eight years. But, MT, but the private lines always had the ability that a dispatcher's portable radio can call a bus directly. Mm -hmm. uh, before they amount, long story short, you can literally be in arbitration for a guy who answered the handset being charged 
and an operator who chose not to be um, not to answer the handset, and they'll both be there. And the same arbitrator is going to hear the same case. And technically, the MTA could win both of them because they're both in violation somehow. See, now, which is crazy, which goes to why the main topic I wanted to talk about tonight with labor relations and arbitration things, because I'm saying to myself, listen, you know, these arbitrators, they go by MTA's policy. It's like, do they go by the law? Well, that's the, the, the problem that I'm seeing because I was about to, um, I was about to testify into that, and not only as a bus operator, but at the time I was an auxiliary police officer. My buddy was like, listen, I could use you for this. Could you really help me? I said, you darn right I'll testify. So I go in there in a police uniform, and I got the vehicle and traffic law with me. Yeah, I'm an auxiliary cop, but I read the vehicle and traffic law. So arbitrary tells him, tells him, it's like, well, I'm not going to listen to the vehicle and traffic law, and I'm going to rule. He t pulls the guy aside before, okay? He does an ex parte consultation with the person, which means that without, his, without the union lawyer, and pulls him aside individually. This is like a judge before a trial coming up and telling you, talking to you, having a conversation. Not supposed to happen. It's not supposed to be ex parte conversations. This is a civil trial, basic, because we're you know we're using contract law. This is you know akin to a civil trial, and tells him, listen, I'm going to rule against you if you don't take this deal. And we use one arbitrator at MTA bus. So yeah, see, that's how they get down. So basically, now when it comes to labor relations at New York City Transit, you know I'm sure you know a, a lot of us has dealt with it one time or another in our careers. So it's like basically, you know, how do you know labor relations, right? Let's talk a little bit about them and, and, and their history, right? Boy, bear with me. Okay, they've been around for some dec, you know, for decades. Basically, basically they've been around for a long time, and you know, a lot of the a lot of the rules and regulations and the discipline system that we work under. Has basically been written into the contract for now for the past couple of decades. So basically, what I'm saying is that labor relations over the years has gained so much ground and gained so much power to where they are a major force, driving force within uh, our rank and you know that that that's detrimental to our rank and file as far as discipline and everything. And it's also to the point to where our managers don't feel that they have the power that they used to have. Which is real, because again, you know, they wouldn't want to unionize if they feel that they didn't have the power and they weren't, you know, um, being shitted on by the MTA upper management. So, you know, basically, what I want to talk about is how do you, th why do you think labor relations has so much power? To, you know, the power. It's money. Have? It's money. It comes down to the, you know, the larger the budget you have, the larger the sphere of influence. So, how can you go ahead and? bring that money, how can you bring, uh, bring yourself a larger budget? And that means they start getting into, involved in almost all aspects of the job. What I mean by that is that they're able to go ahead and show actual, you know, capital gains within the agency. You know, how many disciplinary charges were they able to bring successfully that resulted in the recovery or, you know, I mean, the like example given, 70-30. I mean, where's that money going? They're budgeting out. Nobody I mean, they, they did Nobody the budget. I can tell you where it's. I mean, I mean, in writing, can we find it? Not ex not necessarily. Probably need a forensic accountant to track it down. Okay, but um, the fact is that that's a gain that labor relations can point to. We went ahead and recovered X amount of dollars. Okay, like we have an IG. We have an inspector general who's not interested in 
the real loss of money. That's why there's an independent budget office of the state that is pissed off at how much money MTA, New York City Transit, MTA bus blew on buying buses in, improperly and didn't use available grant money and just wasted, you know, about $1.4 billion of our dollars in purchasing buses. But the IG will go after you, you know? The IG, well, they went after you, and they'll probably are watching you. They've already messed with you, and I know they were watching me. So where are they getting this money from? It's like, well, if we prove that, you know, this guy is double dipping, well, that's one less salary, and if, if he's been using anything that's in the, using authority time, we can get restitution. That's another way that uh, labor relations gets you. If you go ahead and, you know, on the private lines, there was a habit of taking your ID card and giving it to your girlfriend or your spouse, you know, to get free, a free ride. That's just, going, that's just the way it was. I mean, guys, you know, you would give your pass to your girlfriend and everything and get on the bus. You know, we didn't need the ID card on the private lines because there's none of this swiping in, swiping out and everything, you know. And you would, it was a flash pass, a non-dip pass, okay, at, at a lot of the private lines. So people got into a habit of that, and then they start going after somebody. I know a guy that got fired who was being charged with a preventable accident, okay? And it somehow went from a preventable accident to use of his ID card, his Epic Pass, and getting terminated on the use of the Epic Pass, okay? How do you go from an accident... You know, a prevent, uh, what they, want, they considered a preventable accident. And, of course, in the course of that preventable accident, to going to this guy's wife is using his epic pass and dipping it in buses and going to and from work with that. And then going back a year to find out how long she's been using it to use that as the termination at arbitration. That, that, how that, does it get there? Well, that sounds like to me that whatever the initial charge was, you said it was a preventable or it was a non-preventable? It was a preventable. It was okay. not, I mean, anybody that has any common sense, the accident wasn't his fault. Well, well, e well either way, they, they probably looked at that and said, well, dag, we don't have enough to get him on this, but maybe we can get well, him on gotta this. There's got to be something. This is how you get him. This is how you get him. And that's what they did, and that's what they found. And they can go ahead and choose to, which was the recommendation in his case. But when you have an alcoholic AGM, uh, who just, you know, wants to keep his post so he could be remain 10 minutes from home to drink on his lunch break at 11 a.m. so he can come back and do hearings starting at 1.30, stoned out of his gourd. Well, then he's going to go ahead and look at this. And Labor Relations even recommended restitution. They wanted a suspension, 30 days, serve it at 70.30, and restitution for the fares, and a last chance drop-dead stipulation. This is how they get their money. If, they, if, the, if, if the AGM at step two went with that, then guess what? You got the restitution and the 70-30. You're paying a, a, a you know, at the, the guy was an 18-year man. You're paying him 70%. You're paying him rookie pay. You're paying 70% of top rate for 30 days, working days, not 30 consecutives, 30 working, okay? So no matter how many hours he's working, he's only working at the 70% level. But okay. I heard that that's not per day. That's per, um, it's not like per hour. Your hourly rate don't go on. They said it's like per pay period. Okay, per pay period. Still 70% of your pay. Yeah, but it's not, it's not the same 70% as like you starting working per day. No, no, I understand it's not based hourly. And I mean, think about it. All right, so let's, got, let's say this guy's on a 70-30 stipulation. He's only going to get his 70%. What happens if he decides to work overtime that pay period? They're going to separate 
the day, the Saturday Metro North work that he worked 12 hours, and they're gonna pay him that at correct pay rate, but we're just gonna do your regular run at 70, 30? Where is it? Where? It's still 70% of your money you're getting. You're not getting the 100%. And the question I don't know the exact answer to, my understanding is, is that um, it's pre-tax. It's like, how does that work legally? I don't think it's pre-tax. Oh, it's post-tax. It's after tax. So you're getting, dicked, you're getting 70%. Twice, yeah, that, that was the you're whole getting double, thing. You're, you're getting okay. 30% and then you're getting two 30%. Because tax is about 37%. Well, no, I'm just saying, it's, yeah, but I mean the taxable amount, if it's post He's being taxed at his full pay rate, okay? You're being taxed at your full pay. Bus operators, 3243, 3242 an hour. Oh, uh, right now. Yeah, top pay. Th uh, 3323. 3323. Yeah. When I left, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm retiring. That's all right. Um, That's all right. When I, right, so let's 3323, right? So he's being taxed on his work. You could pick a 50-hour run. You could pick a 40-hour run. You could pick up overtime. Whatever it is, he's only getting paid, all right, it's, it's being taxed as if he's getting that full amount of money, correct? Getting taxed on that full amount. Mm -hmm. And then you're getting hit for 30%. Post-tax. Post-tax. Whoa. Now, does that, is that I fair? I call him to make sure. Is that fair? Because, because you, whichever You're not actually getting that income. You're being penalized. You, you're, it's, it's almost like being... The reason it goes back to history of a chargeable accident is private companies charge you money f to pay off the repair of the bus that you screwed up. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, you know, this is what they're doing. So let me get this right. They're basically collecting taxes on a higher rate, and then you're penalizing the guy post-tax? I mean, whichever way they do but it... But the point that I'm trouble. getting at is that's where they get money from. They get money from those restitutions. Okay? They, they, they get money from, hey, listen, we fired that guy. That's a pension you don't got to pay because this guy did something wrong or this girl, whoever, this employee did something wrong. Okay? Look what we saved you because if you look at that budget thing, it's all assumptions and dis there's discrepancies everywhere. It always is because mm -hmm. once you're dealing with so many dollars and cents and so many assumptions and changing market forces and, and changing costs of livings and then anticipations of labor you know, it's in the budget. They they knew what raises we were going to get because that was the maximum they were going to allow, and they knew they weren't going to get anything higher. And when they then they kick it down the road, they let it go to arbitration. They don't care. It's not their money, anyways. They're going to do what they're doing, and that's how they're able to justify their existence. We saved you X amount of pensions this year. We saved you X amount of thirty percent penalties because that's what they are. All right, it's a fine in lieu of suspension. Because the only pensions, you know, and again, I keep saying this, the only pensions that the MTA really dishes out is the pensions that funds that they're in control of, which is the MAP store pension fund and the MTA bus MTA pension bus, fund. Because right. people in NICE's, they don't pay out people in NICE's pension. They, they, they right, dump that's money. legislation, they, that's right. NICE's, they it's dump, its own house. Exactly. They dump money into it, but that's it. The city of New York pays will pay out your pensions mm -hmm. in NICE's, you know, so... Um, but basically, you know, saying that, um, you know, the, 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 MTA, the MTA is something else, man. So basically, that discipline thing is a whole big racket. Man. You got and you, oh, you yeah. got to look at the the name, labor relations. It's supposed to be relations between management and the workforce. And the workforce. When people hear labor relations, there's no relationship. Oh no, there it's, is. It's, it's, it's a domestic violence one. Oh no! I was going to say something worse. It's more of the uh, forcible penetration labor uh, relation. Right. Forcible. Yeah. yeah right. right. That's what it is. Yeah, That's exactly. what labor relations yeah. is. Mm -hmm. Labor relations is of the forcible penetration type of relation. 
Yeah, that's know, what it is, because that's that's why you have that type of fear. And the thing is, is that the the more power they gain, they get from getting these fines, from getting that restitution, from having, you know, productivity with tangible numbers by taking it from us, the employees, then they go ahead and say, we'll, we'll give you that latitude, we'll give you that budget to operate, to the point where negotiations are, are the last, the, the least important thing that labor relations does, even in their own, in their own right. It's the day-to-day existence. I mean, you know, the amount of salaries, the more salaries you have, that's a larger budget. The larger budget, the bigger sphere of influence. It was amazing what you can get away with when you have such a large budget, and how can you go ahead and inflate that budget by explaining that you need to exist because there's 16,000, you know, violations issued. I mean, what's the number at for this year? This is something that, this is something that Toussaint brought up before the 2005 strike, is the number of disciplinary actions that occur. Plantation justice, yeah. That's right. I mean, what better way to justify your existence but to say that there's 16,000 shitheads in the MTA that are working for us, and we need to rein them in. Yeah, because in RTO, they instructed the superintendents that everything goes to two broadway now. Everything goes through labor relations. You see? And and what's insane with with my experience with being down in two broadway is there's two sign-in sheets. There's a sign-in sheet that is specific for RTO. And then there's a sign-in sheet for everyone else. And midway through the day when most everyone signed in and everyone's waiting to get their spank in and, and so forth, you look at that sign-in sheet and what is factual, is it's in your face. There is more names on that RTO sheet than the other sheet that has the departments combined. Well, you know what people, that that speaks volumes. What people gotta look into, nobody provides more service than subways. Buses can't keep up with us. So you more the more chances of creating service, the more chances of accidents and things, you know, likely to happen. But they know management know this system is not a hundred percent. The signal the signal system is genius, but it's nothing is a hundred percent. Well what it is is the system the signal system was genius. 80 years ago. No, it's still genius. 90 now. years ago. Yeah, yeah it was genius, but it's old. That's, the, that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. It's old. So, again, when you don't keep up with it and, and change all the signals and change all the mass and all the electrical components or whatever it is, you got something that ain't been changed in, in decades. So, well, well, that's where, you know, CBTC and ATO comes into play, but that's a discussion for another day. Of course, yeah. Well, <laughs> well how's about this? I mean, go, look, you know, when, when you mention that, they remember, the MTA will, find, will pay somebody to have an answer for anything. No matter if that answer is bullshit, because here's an example. If you bring that up and says it's an antiquated signal system, they come out on Channel 7 with the shithead transit workers who run red signals. It's gotten to the point that it's like, you know, they, they pay somebody probably 130 grand a year to be a spokesperson, but they go ahead and they get, like a guy, get Channel 7 to do it for them. They, that's the, how they do it. And then they the, say, wait a minute, but the signal, let's say, let's say progressive action steps up because we know damn sure the union ain't. Okay, and says, hey, listen, there's issues with the signal system. How many times we have to key pass? We've been instructed, so it still goes down as a red signal that's passed, but we were key passing. How are these numbers broken down? And then they turn around and get labor relations to say, hey, remember signal gate about eight years ago where these guys were, t- you know, had barcodes for the signals? Yeah, that's what happened. The same transit workers, another set of shitheads, were ripping the system off saying they were inspecting them. 
that's what they end up coming up with. And that's where labor relations goes ahead and says, we can blame all our problems in the MTA on the moron behind the wheel, the idiot in the window, and the jackass driving the train. See, the thing, the thing, the problem with that I have with that whole passing the Reds, management was supposed to step up and handle that before he even got to the union because they spoke to management. Management was supposed to tell them, look, trains are designed, signals are designed to turn red after a train passes. Well, of it's course, that's the, how it enters the, the block. That's how a block system works. Yeah, exactly. But right. that—that's all they had to say. And what, like and this article, they this article is BS because it it same way you just said. Two seconds it took you to say that. Yeah. They had Miss her Kim sitting there, not knowing what to say. I think they interview her. They, 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 they. What they did is they. I mean, I mean, no, knowing Miss Hakeem from New Jersey Transit, um, being with the uh, association and with the museum, I'm with with the buses. Um, that's another thing the press does. The press has a very, you know, they they like that, you know, cut and paste and take some things out of it. She might have went ahead and explained. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying might have went ahead and explained how block signaling works. And they just picked and chose things to match that train leaving the station and the signal turning red. He ran it. He ran it. I don't want to hear that. The MTA is its own media. Yeah. They got nothing but promotional stuff in their subways. They 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 could rebuttal that more than the news can. But they they choose not to. And what was genius about that whole report was if anybody saw it, the when the report started, the first thing you see is a train passing passing signal. Passing Barrel signal. But, signal but what we yeah. understand is that the first car already done passed the signal, and the signal and was had turned green. First of all, right. they, so they, they, made, they made us look like they made us look bad. They well, they do it. that on purpose because I just saw something on Facebook. You probably saw it um, that they uh, that somebody reported. This is in Boston. A bus operator on the Excelsior. Right. With okay. The phone. All right. What, it wasn't a phone. It's the handset. And in Boston, you get fired for having a cell phone on your person. By the way, I think I mentioned this when I first was a guest. The T, the MBTA, you can't have a cell phone. You can't use it in uniform on duty, even between trips. You'll get fired. If you get off the bus and go to the bathroom and you're on the phone in a bathroom, you're fired. The bus is 50 feet over there. You're fired. And that's it. There's zero tolerance because there was a crash on the green line uh, uh, back, I want to say, 2005 or six. But the example I'm getting at is that person took a picture of their cell phone and sent it to uh, the MBTA's, I think, Facebook or Twitter page? Twitter account, yeah. Twitter account saying, there's a bus block in the intersection, the bus operator's on the phone. And clearly, the bus operator's on his handset. You can see the metal cord, and they, they went ahead and put a bright fluorescent orange decal <laughs> on the handset so they can say that, no, this bus operator's not using the phone. It's the company handset, so there's justification for use of that device. Mm-hmm. This, well, the, the, the MBTA the, responds, where was this? And we'll look right into it. And you see the damn orange thing in the cord, and the bus is broken down in the intersection. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't broken down. It was out of service. It was, the bus didn't restart, and I think it involved a, uh, uh, what you call, property damage accident. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is now with this But whole, they are saying, the whole, whole, we'll whole, investigate this. Tell us where this was. Do you have all the information we need? Instead of, instead of the person at, on the Twitter account looking and saying... That's one of our goddamn fucking phones. Look at the Motorola cord going from it. Yeah, that's that's that. Well, that's the problem with social media. I mean, we have an, uh, a Twitter account for the subway, and you know, I've gotten to the to the point now that when I'm finished my eight hour shift, 
I spend my crummy home thumbing through that Twitter <laughs> joint like, yo, just to make sure no one out here making erroneous complaints. But if you thumb through it, the amount of stupid erroneous complaints that make it's it funny, to the yeah, TA, it's funny. and then they respond back, well, we will investigate. Well, they 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 responded back to my complaint. Yeah, I, I know they did with you. Yeah, but it's but it's just amazing how they'll entertain something real stupid. Right, but but meanwhile, if we as trans employees get on that radio and we got somebody masturbating in the car, we got somebody smoking weed in my car, we got this, we got that. Single around continuing for police. Sir, continuing, continuing, continuing route. Continuing, continuing service. service. See, and guess what? We never see the police. See, and it's going to take something catastrophic. Something somebody have to get killed. Somebody, right? It's going to come yeah. to that, and you, you, we it, don't. It doesn't, we hope it doesn't happen. It's but not that's going to have to happen. But it's guess what? We already learned that with Edwin Thomas. Nah, but that's different. We learned. No, no, it's not different. Nobody I'll tell that, you why that's nobody different. Nobody called that in. No, I'll tell you why that's not different. Because what is the MTA saying? Uh, that's right. I'm the. I'm, I was going to say. Do you know what they tell bus operators at Zariga? That was his fault. He did that. Fighting over the fair. He did that. I read the goddamn 61. I read the complaint report. Do you know why they took the doors off of that bus? Because they wanted to get prints and DNA. Why? Because this guy came back to the bus. They went ahead and said Edwin got off the bus and chased that guy down. But he stabbed in the seat. Oh, he, he, he came back to the seat of the bus and died in the seat. No, but but, so that- why are you taking the doors? Maybe it supports the statement that the operator closed the doors on him? When the guy was running back into the bus to stab him, and the reason he closed the doors on him is because he said something while he's running away, and this guy turned around and thought better of him and says, I'm going to stab this guy. So he comes back to the door, Edwin closes the doors on him, and RTS doors got playing him, and that skinny oh, motherfucker yeah. got through. He, yeah. was, he was caught in the door, okay, and slipped through and stabs him, and he's able to get off the no, back But it's door. still a different situation. No, it's not a different situation, because they will go ahead and tell, they will tell generations of bus operators that this guy got himself killed over no, arguing it's, about it's, the fair. It's different in, it's different in it, trains. It is still, it's, it's a little bit different in trains. It's it's because if I call in a situation where somebody's smoking, and another customer don't like it, and they tell us the signal for police en route, and those customers get into an altercation and somebody die. Then it's totally different. No, no, I understand. What I'm getting at is that they will change the story. Something catastrophic already happened. They turned around on Edwin. They turned it around on him. They won't. They won't turn around on a, on you, a conductor. They won't turn around on you being an operator. Uh, you well, know, no, actually, they actually, won't turn that around. Or better yet, how about this? How about if you were a station agent and you went ahead and got yourself, if I remember, shot, trying to stop a rape? It's that guy's that. fault. This is maybe 20 years ago now. Uh, it's 90s, I'll say. So it could be less than 20. Okay, that the next station agent goes ahead and says, well, I'm going to do what they told me to do, which is call it in, but not to intervene, is now said, look, the station agent didn't do anything, and I got raped and robbed, and they were right there. And you know what the media says? I can't believe this shit. And they go ahead and make us look like animals because we didn't do anything. But once that station agent steps out of that booth... What They're is- not indemnified. They'll get fired. They'll get their cops stopped. They'll, they'll do everything to damage that member, that employee, for intervening when they shouldn't have. But when they follow the rules... They're going to say that you're a heartless, uh, you know, heartless uh, automaton or whatever the media likes to add words to it to make us look like complete animals and douchebags. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's crazy because you you have to look at the MTA's real, how they really view the public and everything. They don't care about the public because if you're willing to take all the station agents out the booth, you're willing to make them what is, um, you know, basically you're willing to hurt station agents and take their jobs away from them and take them out the booths. So it's like, listen. 
that means you really don't care about the public because no matter what, that human presence there, you know, when that human presence is there, they can they can call the police and the police can come right and the police can come right away or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But people feel safer, you know, even though, you know, you're not a cop or whatever, but people feel safer knowing that they see you there. Because this is what you could do for I them. I agree with that, except for one thing. The MTA does care about the public. You know when they care about the public? When? When they can use them against us. Mm-hmm. And that's what they do. I don't mean they, they, just because you can use somebody, I don't mean that you care about them. They care about them enough because they can always use them against us. And that's what they do. I mean, come on. Look at the, they don't care. Like in my, like in my case, I get, I, it took a decade to find out that I ended up with a terminal illness. Okay. They'll go ahead and discipline these people missed that bus or are waiting for this bus because you didn't come to work. All this sick control stuff. Right. Bullshit. Okay. That's the only time they care. They care about us less than the riding public. So if they don't care about the riding public, they really don't give a shit about us. No, that's without a doubt. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's like if I don't eat, you starve. I yeah, mean, that's you how are, they. You are, they only care about the riding public up until they pay their fare. They don't pay their. They don't care if they pay what? the fare. Look what right. they look what they're doing right now. Okay, yeah, that's Ooh, that select bus service thing. I mean, I mean, listen. The public's been getting used since the Metro card. Okay. All right, they've been getting used since the MetroCart and not know it. And now they're getting used again with this select bus service, okay? This SBS, this stupid bullshit, okay? All right? This is not, this is not to benefit them. I mean, they talk about these percentage gains, which come out to what? Anywhere between two to six minutes on a trip? Two to six minutes, and this is why we're going to implement this? All right, when you go ahead and you prepay that MetroCart, because that's what you're doing. You're buying a card with the promise that later on they're going to give you what you want. Okay? They don't care if they give you what you want after you done brought that goddamn card. They don't have to give you a damn thing. And look what they've done now. They've made it a requirement that you pay them just for the privilege of having that piece of shit in your wallet with no fare on it and saying that we have to do this. And then after they've done that, they now say, guess what? That card ain't goddamn good enough. You need to go over to this machine that we put on the street okay, to print out a receipt to get on the bus, and if that printer is out or those set of machines are out and you can't prove it, you now just paid $100 for that, and we don't have to verify there's anything on your Metro card because we're going to send your ass down to the Transit Adjudication Bureau. So people that are having a hard time enough to catch up to live in this city are now buying Metro cards to get on that service, and that's no good anymore, and now they can go ahead and put them on the plantation of having warrants. Because if I can't afford to buy this Metro card to get to and from work so I can barely afford the shit apartment that I'm in because I'm so far into poverty in New York City's levels that even us transit workers can't go ahead and get on the list for some of these low-income uh, high-rises here in Brooklyn because, did you? I mean, I think that was put up by somebody on Progressive Action talking about what is required for the minimum requirements to get... A one or two bedroom apartment as low income. So that means you can be a transit worker making 80 grand and you won't make that list. Okay? Because you don't because you can't afford the what they consider affordable $1,800 for a two bedroom. That's affordable. Okay? So somebody in a worse situation than us now gets that $100 fine because the goddamn SBS machine doesn't work, but they got a Metro card in their pocket that proves I got money on this card. I paid for my service. I did it before the bus came, before you started putting that goddamn wrap on that fucking bus that we don't need. Because that we need, mo- we need to spend money painting buses blue and putting wraps on them and saying I love New York before we even deliver the service. Mm-hmm. Okay? That they got money on that $1 card that they have to now buy. 
Okay, because to get on the subway, you got to have the card. You can't transfer from bus to subway or vice versa without that Metro card. And that's a $1 fee for that goddamn promise that you're going to get service. And now you can get a $100 summons for it. So you can go down to the kangaroo court at the Transit Adjudication Bureau. So they can go ahead and say, no, you didn't follow our rules and conditions and tariffs. So now we're taking people that already have advantage taken of, of them already by them having to depend on public transportation in New York City, which would be a great thing if it ever actually shows up, and then they turn around and blame us because we don't come to work, but we're getting sick because they don't take care of the buses. But they can sure go ahead and put them vending machines out there so they can save six to eight minutes. And that six to eight minutes doesn't help the commuter. That goes ahead and lowers the budget. But they spend that money in turn in branding the bus that delivers the service that doesn't show up. Right. Well, what I can say Sorry about, about that. Sorry about that. What I can say about it saves money. And you, and you want to know it? Hold on. And you want to know it, Henry? We talk about some, sometimes we have this conversation out there on the road in the swing rooms. What a lot of mem our members and coworkers need to think, see is that all of these things cost money. When they save money, see what you just said? Yeah. Sit by, by shaving. Excuse me. By shaving the running time, six to eight minutes, that's money back in their pockets, in MCA's pockets. And if you cycle it around throughout the day, guess what? That's probably one or two less buses out there on the line. So exactly. there's more money saving right there. Exactly. The so you're talking about millions of dollars. It adds up. And meanwhile, meanwhile, by the way, local bus service, 133% of capacity is acceptable. So they're telling these people that had paid $1 for the promise of service later, okay, that you can stand. And now, just because of that, you can go ahead and go to a vending machine, which they'll hire the Eagle team to issue a summons. What did they do with any of that savings? There's one or two less buses on the line. The passengers didn't win. They got one or two less buses on a line during the course of the day. They didn't win. They have to go through one more thing. By the way, if you're transferring, you still got to go to that vending machine with that Metro card because you're in violation of the conditions of select bus service. So if I get off a non-select bus and I see my bus right there, and on a normal day, I can run over to that bus and... You know, maybe I can roll to it. But yeah. I can get to that bus on the, that's right there because there's my bus. There's my bus. There's my bus. I need to get to work. There's my bus. This is a service I pay for. My tax dollars pay for it. My fare pays for it. This is my government that I'm required to deal with. There's my bus. There's my bus. No, you got to stop at this goddamn vending machine, print out this piece of paper, which means I get to delay my trip. So what? You didn't save the public anything because now if I transfer off of this, I'm waiting for the next fucking bus which is not five minutes between buses, it's now eight minutes because they shaved that six to eight percent. So the passengers lose. They didn't do anything for the passengers and they turn around and call us the assholes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm just it, passionate it, it, it about that because it, it, it it's a ripple. It sounds like at the end of the day, just a whole big smoke and mirrors operation. When you break it down the way Henry just broke it down, it's all smoke and mirrors because I've seen the paperwork when they've said, okay, well, this year Select Bus has shaved 20% uh, of, of travel time, okay, that's 20%, what, over the course of the year, over the course of the day, over the course of the month, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all smoke and mirrors. And the Eagle team is, they're not out there every day, you know what I'm saying, but they're out there at certain points checking fares, checking fares, and it's gotten to the point now that, yeah, I've even seen the Eagle team, they know these machines are horrible. They know that, you know, certain machines are broken. It's gotten to the point where the Eagle team says, well, look, uh, you, you know, put it in the machine for us, just showed us that it didn't work. 
and we'll let they you do ride. that all the time. They do it all the time. They so the they're time. not even writing his main tickets. The TA probably, want, probably wants them to write but the, the first But, 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 but the thing understand. is, why is there a need for them to exist and to write a ticket? Why don't the MTA invest in a goddamn portable uh, machine to scan these cards like every other proof of payment transit system does Toronto has scanners? LA has scanners. They have their agents, and they say, "Just give me your card and tap it or swipe it." And oh yeah, you, you did pay the fare because we saw where it was last used. Have I'm a good story. day. No, we're saying that no, no, no. You need to prove, okay? You need to prove to me, the agent of the government, the Eagle Team agent, okay? That because I'm an agent representative of the MTA, therefore, and issuing a summons, I'm an agent of the government. You need to prove you're innocent of fair evasion. Do you understand? Yeah, but they, the, the, that's not the, how our the, government the works. I'm not getting on your case. I'm just saying there's no but. There shouldn't be a but from anybody that has any sense. You know why? I'm not saying you don't have sense. I'm just giving you an example. There is no but. How does this country work? Innocent until proven guilty. You're saying I'm committing a crime. I am committing fair evasion or theft of service. You're telling me I got to sing for my supper. You got to tell me I got to prove with this fucking receipt that I've done something wrong. And the thing is, is that I didn't steal the service. Why? Because I have a fare on here. I paid you already. Well, do you know, I paid you do already. Do you know that the, the Eagle team is smokescreen and mirrors? They can't yeah. make no arrests. Nope. Doesn't matter about arrests. They're issuing a summons yeah, that if matter. you, you don't, don't answer, you if don't you don't stop. answer, you, you get a have, warrant. You don't have to stop for them. They're not allowed to pursue you. They're not allowed to chase. They, as soon as you, what they do, this is what they do. Can I see your ID? Yeah. Because they know you're not going to run without your ID, right? Right. I don't have to show you my ID. I'm going about my business. They can't arrest you. They can't do nothing. So it's smoke screen and mirrors for them. Yeah. Okay, okay. But now here's, this is where it becomes, a, this crosses from a, a, a legal issue to now a societal issue. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. And that's why we get spit on. That's why they know they can get away with it. And this is an environment that was all caused by the MTA. Yeah, but the the Eagle team look more like police. Yeah. They don't associate us with them. You no. know what I mean? So it's more of a uh, authoritative. They, so, they, they associate a lot of things. Yeah, but it's more of a, they uniform is more authoritative, not ours. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you an example. Hold on. I'm going to give you an example. I got something. Just take this in. Listen, take a deep breath of this. This is, this is, this is, this is going to open up your lungs. It's going to be like Ricola. Okay. Everybody, I mean, anybody here who's owned a car since, what, 2008, knows they're paying the MTA, right? If you're registered in the 12-county region at the MTA services, you pay the MTA every time you register, they have to renew that registration. Well, so, so does your cell phone. That's every correct. You hey, thank you. So does cell, yeah. Okay, I'm, gonna go, I'm going somewhere with this. So now, when I go ahead with a busload of bus operators to show the route for... Um, service in Orange County in upstate New York for rail substitution. And we got an MTA bus, we got MTA uniforms, and we stop off at a Dunkin' Donuts off of Route 208 to use the bathroom. Because I got 35 bus operators learning the route. I'm the guy driving the bus because I know my way around there, so I'm the guy driving. We got a assistant general manager and a general superintendent from road, MTA bus road control. Okay, and we got these bus operators, and I was like, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a there's a um, Dunkin' Donuts right here. Um, there's a bathroom, and I know I, I, know I, I go here sometimes. And you, the reason you know why I, we know, because we were up there. Yeah. On a, we had, we had uh, um, assets up there. So I knew my way, because I'm going to pull into this uh, with the bus, 45-foot MCI. I'm going to pull in here, and we can use the bathroom. 
and they tell us that the bathroom, we don't have a bathroom. So, of course, you know, I look like a jackass to these two bosses and my coworkers because they just told me they don't have a bathroom. I said, what are you talking about? So I go inside. I didn't, I didn't have to go. I go inside. It's like the bathroom's right there. Somebody just walked out of it. Civilian just walked out of it, right? And people are going to buy coffee. It's like, fuck, get some coffee while we're here, you know? 30 people haven't used a, you know, there's only, you know, it's only, there's a men's room and a woman's room. There's only, what, maybe one stall in there. It's going to take a little while, you know? It's a bit of a break. So some people are getting their coffee. No, no, bathroom's not for you. What do you mean it's not for you? These people are paying, paying customers. I mean, I just brought you a busload of people. If, if 10 of them buy coffee, I just, made your, I just doubled your lunch rush, you know? And it's because these people in Orange County didn't like the fact that their train that runs maybe every two hours is the reason that their registration is $50 more every two years, okay? That their cell phone costs more because of the bailout of the MTA, okay? And they don't like the fact that nine-tenths of one, uh, nine-tenths, I'm sorry, nine-one-hundredths uh, nine of a cent per gallon costs more for gas because it goes to the MTA. And they don't see a fucking MTA. So they equated that MTA with the people that are buying their coffee. Don't let them use the bathroom. We're going to fix them. And you're telling me they're not going to equate the, that New Yorkers that are so quick are not going to equate the Eagle team? with the fact that the MTA runs all this, and the reason I have all this bother is because of the MTA, and these people get paid more than me because that's what they put in the media. They tell, it, they tell the public, we're assholes for what we get paid. They do it all the time. I mean, they, they expose stories about how, oh, look at the top five bus operators in the MTA in pay. They doubled their salary in overtime. This bus operator made $142,000. Okay? Out of that five list, I knew four of them. This is a couple of years ago. These guys don't go home. They don't have a life. They're in that job seven days a week. It's not like they didn't work for it. It's not like they were sitting on their ass. They right. just pick up all that work, and you realize that, you know, like sometimes when I wasn't sick, I was always in the job. When I got sick and ended up staying home and was getting worse, I realized that I don't have a wardrobe. I'm so used to wearing a uniform that I was never out of it, so I never had a need to buy clothes for outside of work. Because mm -hmm. I was always in work, or I was sleeping to get ready for work. And I'm an asshole. Because if I made double my salary in overtime, I'm an asshole, and I'm ripping off the taxpayer. And you tell me they don't equate that all together? Well, let me... Let me, the, let me the MTA's telling them that. They tell them, these are the reason your fare's going up and nothing happens. I'll well, let me, you, let me, on, dial, let me on, dial it back just one second. I mean, it's, it's a little less sinister to some. I mean, some people do things like that, but then for the generic person, the thing is a little less sinister because as someone who rides the bus on a regular, when the Eagle team gets on the bus, they look like PD. Them yeah, suckers have the badge and on. You can't tell, the if, they crest. Got a, you you can't tell if they got a gun or nothing. On. That's right, because I know what the, I, I, they, they, come, they come on looking like people. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know what they look like. And, and, I, I, and to the average person, they're going to look and say, oh, dang, I'm about cops to get got hit. Us. Yeah, cops yeah. got us. See, and, the, and the, thing, the thing about that, too, if you use your um, ideology, they'd be getting their ass with. It started to happen already. It started happening last year. What was it? Three of them got assaulted on the 12th? Yeah, but you got to understand. You expect that because they going into they going into problems. Yeah. You know what I'm well, saying? Wait, wait, it's the, 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 here's the thing: they expect that it's 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 like the emperor not having clothes. Once the public realizes that there's nothing they can do to you, they start you Once know you, that they can't you know it's like they can't do shit to us. Yeah, but you gotta understand: uh, cops get assaulted. 
So, so it don't matter. But sure as a shit, a cop's going to kick your ass back if you can. I mean, damn, I was an auxiliary but, cop, and I never threw anybody a beating that didn't deserve it, but I threw some beatings. Yeah, but you, you like I said, you got to understand, it's, it's all like you look at school safety. They change school safety uniforms to make them look like NYPD. Just to put that perspective, like if you assault one of them, you assault It's like an omnipresence kind of thing. That's why they changed all the cars to white. Even though traffic, school safety, and auxiliary had dark blue cars, NYPD had white cars starting in the 1990s. Now everybody has a white car, so you don't know who's rolling up on you because they all got the same roof rack. They all look like, they all have big NYPD on the side of them. You don't know who's rolling up on you. Yeah, I get that. It's like an omnipresence thing. It's just that it's like, it's like somebody that um, has the inability to uh, perceive pain. You know, they, they tell you, like, listen, you know, you touch a, you know, burning pot, you know, you're going to get burned. Well, what happens if you don't get burned? You're going to keep doing it. I bet you if we had handcuffs and was bulletproof vests, because people automatically associate that shit with war, police. Nobody don't want to go to jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No matter who you are, you don't want to go to jail. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're up to, to, some, to some, you know, bad business. The eagle... I don't see people getting mad at the Eagle team and taking it out on a bus operator. No, I, I could see that right away because the cab drivers got back at the bus drivers as soon as their 25% of their initial fare went to the MTA. I, the day that went into effect, I mean the dodging on a Sunday morning of cabs, because I used to work early a.m. Sundays in Manhattan, it was, I was getting cut off for the general principal, for the GP on an MTA bus. And that was as soon as that went into effect because these cab drivers were losing 25 cents per fare. So they took it out on the and bus. They don't care that Albany is the one who passed the legislation on behalf of the MTA. Because the MTA said the reason we're doing this is because the economy, economy went bad and we got to pay these assholes. Well, if you forward it up, it's just the reason why we get, why, why as MTA employees we get assaulted. Because people aren't so much as mad as us as the person. They see the uniform. They see the MTA right. logo. Exactly. So that's what they mad at. And we just happen to be the ones we're the first in ones. the uniform. <laughs> so we're the first line of defense. Exactly. Our conductors. Bus operators, train operators, that's why the assaults are up. It's, it's that, so but it, it's, it's also it's, that it's the, a cycle. It's a cycle. It's just that the MTA hasn't done anything to dispel it. They don't intend to. What do we rely on then? If the MTA is not going to do that, which we don't expect management to do, and the MTA has not really done that in the history of the MTA since 1968, have they actually really, really, really looked out for their employees or gave a shit? That's because nobody never put them up to, to force them. Well, the union, exactly. Well, that's what the union's the job union, is That's right. It's the union's job. And the union's job has called out the authority before. Just go on YouTube and look at the, there, there, uh, the press footage of the 1980 strike and what the union's response to Mayor Koch and his wise-ass antics about it, okay, about the strike and their response, and compare it to anything, anything. There has never, ever been a significant push against assaults in this union. Ever, ever. Well, well I, I wouldn't say that. I, I, ever. I, I you, think, I think, I think, I think Roger Toussaint brought that up very in, in such a manner, and included that with all the issues of the strike. But that, but the, he but that, and, and, and he also spoke up for the members when when uh, Mayor Bloomberg didn't call us. No, thugs. But, no, but you're missing the point. There has never assaults need its own lane. It don't need to be convoluted with everything. No, not means means to be convoluted. What I'm saying is that. It's, 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 it's the response. I mean, I look at some of the things that I see on the internet of other transit agencies. I mean, look at how L.A. treats assaults. They go ahead and start putting up a huge amount of posters on their bus and saying, we're not going to tolerate this. 
Yeah, but they not saying And they that. are not no, tolerating but, it, LAMTA. No, but they, they doing it the right way. You can't say assaults. Certain things need its own attention. Right. Assaults need its own attention. It don't need to be brought up, we need a fair contract, so assaults. That's the mistake. I agree so, with you. I, I understand what you, That's my point, is that that's where it's, it's done wrong. We're now, we rely then on the union to stand up and represent us and correct this. And then the union's not doing that is the issue. And then you're you absolutely it, then, 100% the, right. The, the, and what I think the issue, the next problem with that is, is that it shouldn't be convoluted, and you're absolutely correct, because it, it's its own thing. Nobody, for the sake of going to work and providing for their family, should get beat up for it, should get hurt, should be molested in any way whatsoever. And, and but we have an agency that actively pressurizes its employees not to report the times they've been assaulted. And, I mean, to add to that... And the union you know, we, considers we, we this have... just, this is what's, uh, what's standard operating procedure, and it's just how things go here at the MTA. But you know what it is? And we have the seven-year uh, felony law right, in it's place, the maximum, right? it's the yeah. mandatory. Honestly, from all the assaults, and I have a friend personally who was assaulted on the express bus. Lady walked up and slapped him in the face, slapped his glasses off, you know, injured him. Went to yeah. go press charges, and it never went anywhere. And it oh. seems like that is what's happening a lot across the board with that's these because, assaults. Well, that's, that's because... <clears throat> okay, well, I think that's because... If a person gets on and assaults, you know, one of our members, if it's their first time doing it, then nothing's going to... No, that's not the reason. The reason is because the MTA and the union don't push these, um, what you call those guys? Uh, um, I can tell you what happened in that incident. The, I the went prosecutors, down. they don't push the prosecutors to give them the fullest thing. How, how's about this? Well, How's like about I said, in his on incident? The, on, the, okay, on the first though, time. The, like, I'll give you an example. Well, it was the circumstances were because I went ahead and I went down to the precinct that had occurred. Why? Because I worked out of there for nine years. And the superintendent pulled the cops aside and said, listen, because I ended up finding out who the cops were. I had a favor. I was told, I was told in person, can't give you that information. But it was good seeing you again, Henry, with a piece of paper in hand. Copy of the, um, copy of the, uh, the radio run and what it was circumstances and why no charges were filed. Okay? And it turns out the superintendent and SLD that responded told the cops, no, we'll deal with this internally. We have controls for this. Uh, we have a security incident tracking sheet, you know, sits. We could do all this. We'll take care of this. So the cops went ahead and said, I'm not going to go get jammed up on a collar on a 75-year-old woman, though she's fucking wrong. Okay, and yeah, there is there is injury. Okay, there is small there's there is there is bruising, swelling, and small tissue damage. So that at least that at least gets you an aggravated harassment charge, because though it doesn't cause long-term disfiguring injury, it doesn't rise to assault three. That's at least you're doing a DAT on this. These guys says I don't have to do a DAT, and the MTA will take care of it. Thank you. They and these to- sector guys go ahead and say, you know, they turned around and looked at it and says uh, 91 by MTA <laughs> and took off, which is, you know, what you call non-crime corrected, and <laughs> they're gone. And what did the MTA do? They drove the fucking woman home that slapped our employee and then told our employee it's not an assault. So what I turned around and did was like, bullshit, that wasn't assault. Went ahead, got, took that copy, didn't divulge my source. You turn that in and go out IOD and fill out this IOD form. They wanted to deny his comp, but that one piece of paper that this radio run and who the officers are involved just proves how it went down. So they cater to the people that assault us, and that's mm-hmm. not the first time. And it also depends on demographic. This 75-year-old woman is on an express bus to Riverdale. You think you're going to get the same type of driven home service after assaulting one of our employees down the block? 
I don't know. I mean, listen, okay. like so. I said, if you you know, these are the same people that were in these arbitrations, you know, they send limos for these people to testify against yeah. our members. Tax dollars, tax, tax gasoline. Do- exactly. Wait, you said they send limos? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they'll do Cabs, that. limos, yeah. I've heard of them sending limos. Yeah. Company cars. Company, yeah, man. They'll send a. They'll send some poor because it almost happened. I almost did it. Send a poor bus driver in a company car to pick up somebody that's gonna go ahead and shit can one of their fucking fellow drivers in another depot. Because I almost had to do that as division shifter. They went ahead and gave me the DGM of Queens North's car and said, "Run out and get so and so and so and so at this address. They're gonna go t- uh, for um for an arbitration. Can you go ahead and do that?" Yeah, listen, out of court, of fl- out of out of out of out of poked a hole in that tire. <laughs> Please. So. All right. They're going to give me the DGM's take-home car. Hmm. Okay. DG, the, the deputy general manager of a bu- division, okay, Queens North in this case, to go and take that car and pick up somebody to testify against one of your coworkers. Unbelievable. That's, what they'll, that's the kind of stuff that they'll do. Honestly, yes. at, so, the, at the end of the day, my take is, is the MTA as a whole, as a whole, and I'm seeing it. And, you know, I'm a buff. I'm supposed to love the MTA. I'm supposed to be the biggest <laughs> proponent of the MTA. Oh, yeah, same <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm seeing it. It's like this agency really operates with the idea that they are above the law in That's a correct. lot of cases. And you have to ask yourself, is this a transit agency or is this... A dictatorship. Yeah. It's like, well, what and is guess it? what? It's, it, it, it is... Um, I didn't mean to stutter. I'm sorry about. It. I just caught myself. But um, that you're right. They operate above the law. I mean, it's it's written in the law that they're above the law. I mean, when's the last time you saw a registration sticker on an MTA vehicle? Still don't. That's right. <laughs> go ahead and look. Go ahead and look at these SLD cars. But they go don't, ahead and but, look at those what, with the track tr- the trucks that the track workers have to use. But, go ahead. Are you going to see? Do you see an inspection sticker? Do you see a registration sticker in the window? Go ahead and take a look next time. And then You're going to find a sticker in the window. It's going to say that they're above the law since 1960. Since it's maintained by a transit authority, obviously that means they can self inspect, which means they don't inspect, and they are above the law. They don't have to display a registration sticker. They don't have to display an inspection sticker. In fact, they don't even have to be inspected by the DMV. So an, their whole existence is above the law. And then another thing is they've taken all the official plates off of the, all, all the vehicles. They don't, they're not official no well, more. Well, no, they, that, the right? state changed that. That's a state thing. They changed, that's, a, that's a governor blowing more of our tax dollars and forcing people to uh, re-register. Because remember, the plan fell apart to force everybody over to the new orange plates. Okay. Because oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. there was a lot of backlash from the constituency, so the legislature scaled it down. It was supposed to be mandatory that and when you renew your registration that year, and I can't remember what year, you're supposed to get the orange plates. It was by force. Ago, yeah. by, you, you didn't have a choice. And there was so much pushback on that, that legislature saying, hey, listen, I'm not going to get reelected. Neither am I. Neither am I. All right, don't make it mandatory. Veto the governor's thing. We'll have it brought back, to, uh, brought back and they... Scaled it back to only new vehicles being registered, but you can transfer your plates or keep. That's why I still got white plates. Mm-hmm. I've had those plates for 12 years now. Oh, okay. That's why. So he found another way, which is making it mandatory that the official plate is technically eliminated for better identification of agencies. Yeah. That it's a, in other words, that doesn't better identify anything because I almost got hit by a Civic yesterday uh, driving my wife to work. With uh, City of New York plates on it in Yonkers. Now, I could assume that it's DEP because it was right next to the reservoir in Yonkers, Hillview Reservoir. But doesn't pr- I can't tell for sure. So all I identified was a city vehicle not knowing to what agency. So what did, you just, what did the governor just do? 
He just went ahead and created a lot of cake and paper. Okay? Oh, it's just honest, a, honestly, <laughs> it just... It, and this is not even to get into the subject because this is a whole big subject. But at this point, it just seems like the governor is playing, well, my dick is bigger than that's exactly what it is. you know, play. And that's when we come down to what's going on in the city where we're seeing the troopers. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now, our buses are the state color. And guess yeah. what? Our new subway oh, yeah. cars are coming in another four years. They're going to be the state the color. The state color, yeah. So it sounds like this, this guy's just He's trying to He's saying, flex who's your daddy? Everywhere. That's exactly what it is. It's a political oh, pissing contest. He's saying, who's your daddy? You can't get around New York City without me. Okay, and remember, he's he's you know there's no term limits on on those state offices, so he's not going to be term limited like uh, you know Bloomberg, well, Bloomberg for, was. He's going to run for president. Yeah, <laughs> you think so? Yeah, he's going to run for president. he has those aspirations. he has those aspirations, but I got news for you. Just like his daddy, it's a non-starter. I don't, I don't. I could tell you why he's a non-starter. The reason daddy didn't wasn't able to do that is because there's too many skeletons in the closet. Don't matter. Okay, Trump, just like more, that, nobody got more skeletons look, than Trump. Uh, hold on. <laughs> right. Oh, I, more skeletons right. than Trump. What do you mean he doesn't? Who has more skeletons than Trump? I can I can go ahead and name a couple of people that have more skeletons than Trump. Let's look at Rudolph Giuliani. That's why he couldn't run for president. And he, I mean, you got to figure this is why Cuomo won't be president. Because when Daddy was considering that, they told me better not do that. or We're going to wreck you because we're just going to let all those things out. Mm. And that's exactly what was going to happen. So he didn't run for office. And you know Mario did. You know King Cuomo wanted to. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was going on through the entire 80s. I mean, I was a little boy. I knew this guy wanted to be president. I'm over here worrying about Legos and shit and if Cuomo's going to be president. All right? So, <laughs> I mean, everybody knew he wanted to be president. And then you're gonna, now you're going to tell me that Prince Andy, that doesn't have skeletons in the closet? Prince Andy got more skeletons than Daddy did. Okay, just like Giuliani had more had skeletons, and including the skeletons being his police commissioner and shit, and everybody going to jail. Okay, <laughs> that's why Bloomberg didn't run with his billions of dollars because things are going to come out like his private island. Okay, and what goes on there? So that's why Bloomberg doesn't. Yeah, I mean Bloomberg. There's not going to be a president Bloomberg. There's too many skeletons. When you get on the national political scale, you have different dynamics. And when you have what I mean by different dynamics is how does a guy like Trump win? Now, listen, you're going to get on my case. It's not racism. It's not racism. Because the same people that voted for Obama did vote for Trump. They were just tired of the bullshit. So they'd rather go ahead and take this guy over this girl who's associated with the guy who made them hurt so well, bad. Th- what, what just they like they Trump. associate MTA ripping us off in our cars, on our cell phones, at the gas pump with the guy driving the bus. Anybody running the MTA don't get spit on. We do. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's what happens when you start dealing with that. So then you start seeing that, guess what? You get on the national scale, you'll have people that'll say, listen, I'll take my chances with a guy who says crazy shit, okay? I don't know what he's going to do, but I know it's not going to be what she plans to do. And what she plans to do is an extension of the butt hurt I got for the last eight years. And that's why they do that. That's why we get spit on because of what the MTA does, not the people that are doing it. Yeah. So when you get on the national scale, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Well, the thing. reason that Trump got voted in is because, yes, the same people who voted for Obama voted for Trump. But it's still racism, no matter how you put well, it. Well, that makes because, me a racist. Because I hate to tell you, I'm a racist then. Because, I guess I'm a racist. Because people talk to... Trump was talking to a certain demographic when he was talking because you got you got like you got people like John Owens. Why would you vote for Trump when Trump talk about destroying unions? What 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 what? You are part of a union, right? 
So why? I, I know why, it's, why, it's, so how can you vote? How can you be a union guy? How can you be a union guy and vote for somebody like Trump? It's the okay. it's the it's the inside racism that people felt. But it's not. It, that's it what is, I'm trying to get it, at. It's that I didn't vote for Trump because of racism. But why you vote for Trump? Because I that, couldn't on, hold on, hold on. stand no. what was going to be coming. Now, is if he's against unions, oh, I know he's dead wrong. So how can, I'm so tired how can, of the so same. Can, I was tired of the same. If you look, I want you to look at this. We had the same people running us for as almost as long as I've been alive. You go Reagan, first term, okay, and you went to his second term. You got Bush, then Bush is president. So that's an extension. That's a third term of Reagan, basically. Then you got Clinton, which. Bush, Clinton, CIA are connected. So that continues. Okay, so you get two turns of Clinton. Then you got Bush Jr. You got Skippy in office. Okay, that his own mother said, I didn't see him becoming president. Okay, his own mother said that. I didn't see him becoming president. <laughs> Jeb, yeah, but I didn't see W coming yeah, president. Yeah. Okay, we got two terms of his horse shit. And then we go ahead and we have, but it's all, this, if you notice, it's the same people running the country. Okay, it didn't matter what party, and this is what we're seeing now, but the media doesn't want to tell you. We're being run by the same people. Democrat or Republican doesn't matter. If you want to, like on my local level, in Westchester County and, and Yonkers at a certain point, we actually had Spanos running against Spanos. The same family, same cousins and brothers running Republican or Democrat against one another for the same office. I need, it's the same people. I need to ask you a it's question. It's the same people. If somebody's coming. So I wanted somebody different. No, says, no, fuck no, it, no, take no, it no, down. No, 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 See? You're not, no, not going to agree so, with so, me. If I understand somebody, If somebody's coming and say they go destroy your house, right? They go come and destroy your house and take over your house. Right. Right? You go support them? No. All right. So how can you be a union guy? And you told and Trump one of Trump because this things, person saying it, the person I voted against is in my house and is doing it. No, no, no. They just tell me they're not. Who, who's, yeah, but still, Trump making it clear. You see, the thing is How this: is you, I, you he, see, he, he's making it clear that he but wants you see, to destroy we're, we're unions. Leaving. He want to destroy unions. Yeah, but okay, all right. So How can you be a but what? Guy? But what is Cuomo doing? He's need, destroying need, unions. No, 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 no. I need you. Uh, you understand? And then we have the Did same you thing. Vote for Cuomo. No, I didn't. All right, then. I all actually, right. I didn't. I we, sat we that talk, one out because right. I said I all got right. choice. We, we talk, I got, I got a, sh I got a choice of two bowl, known bowls of shit staring at. No, at, but we are talking about the ones that you voted for now. Why did you vote for Trump? If he, because I you wanted come, out of, you, you, I wanted out of all. But this. he talked about destroying something that you came from. You can't come. No, no, on, you can't. Not, come. You're missing my point. So the point you, that I'm that I was getting at is that I wanted something but, different. But, I said, fuck it, take it down. At the time I voted, I was told I don't have long to live, so I said, fuck it. Take it down. Maybe something will change. No, but you, how you go? That's all I did. Honestly, but, but I, I threw my one vote of, at one saying. One of the main things that they said with Trump was that he was going to destroy unions. They said. You cannot say. They said. Yeah, but it don't matter. And it's they true. Said. It's true. They said. Hold it's on. True. They said. Is it not true? I can't say if it is. I think it is true. I'm just wondering how could someone survive in New York in a business world that you are required to deal with unions? I mean, look at the hospitality industry up until last year. That's why, by the way, that's why, you know, you couldn't have... Um, I need you to play that again. Say that again. How can you... The hospitality... Well, how can you the survive? The industry he's in. How can you survive without having to deal with unions? So this guy has dealt with unions. I'm not saying his stance on it is correct. What I'm saying is I don't like, I didn't like what Hillary Clinton was going to bring to the table, so I turned around and voted against her. That's what I did. I voted against her. I voted against the past, my entire life, of seeing the same thing over and over again. I mean, if you want to go ahead and let's look, let's look, let's look at the Clinton administration. Well, privilege, right? Because Hillary would have fell right. In, it, she felt it was she, her birthright. Remember, and she would have fell right in line. I don't like somebody what, telling me. 
okay? Basically, you, ha you have to do this for me because I'm me. Not because anything you offer. And then here's the thing. You can't call, and I'm not saying that I fell within that. You can't call ha half the electorate deplorable. You just can't do that. I can't ask somebody, let's say I was asking you for money, or both of you for money. Let's say I come to you, like, uh, like Shark Tank. Let's say I come up to you, and I call you a jerk-off. You're going to vote against me because I just called your boy a jerk-off. So at a certain point, this is what she thinks of the electorate, your deplorables? Wait a minute, wait a minute. What happens if I fall on the wrong side of that? What happens if she don't like bus drivers because she got splashed with a puddle 30 years ago? If you're on the wrong side of her, she's going to vote that thing, not what the requirement is, because these people still vote. These are still American citizens. This is the electorate. You're relying on these people to put you in office. And she represents what Bloomberg represented to me. Okay? Bloomberg thinks we work for him. And I don't mean as transit workers. I mean the people that voted. Because remember, the people of the city of New York voted for term limits. He says, no, no, no. I know better than you. I'm going to get the law changed and changed right back after I become mayor. Who says you're going to become mayor? Oh, I know I'm going to become Let mayor. Let me ask you a question. Would you vote for Trump right now again? Over Hillary? It don't, it don't matter. Who Remember, I voted against Hillary. That's what my vote went. It wasn't that I think Trump is great. I voted against Hillary. Yeah, but if you know, see. If it was, if it was like up to Hillary. If it was Hillary, yeah, I'd, vote, I'd do it again. Let me tell I you. I would do it again. What if it was Obama? I have problems with Obama's second term. You see, I read his book, you know, Dreams of My Father. How rich are you? I, I'm not rich. All right. So I'm that's why I want to ask you a question. It has nothing to do with rich or poor. It, it does. It has Trump, everything to do. First of all, the man, listen, Obama today and Obama the second term was not the Obama I voted for first term. I'll tell you that right now. That man changed with how the government changed him. Trump, okay? they, you all, can't they, all, they all change. Trump ain't going to be no changes, but not. Trump ain't going to be no different. I'm, I'm not saying that he... Uh, well, I don't know about that. See, I, I think but, 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 The your, reason I don't what, know about that is what, because it's the same... I'll tell you the reason I don't know about that. Because the same I don't know about that that I had when I was happy to vote for Barack Obama in 2008. And that wasn't the same man the next term. It wasn't the same man in 2012. It's politics. Politics don't... That's the problem. It is. That's the problem. I hate politics. I understand it. I hate it. So Trump that, not paying politics? Everybody's going to play a certain amount of He's politics. My in. problem is, is that when you have, you have career politicians who believe that they don't work for us. See, that's what I'm getting at, is that when you elect somebody to office, we are giving them a job. We are saying we want you to do the certain things to better us as individuals, as a nation, as a society. We're employing them. They are in our employ. We are their boss. When you start having politicians who think they don't have to answer to their boss anymore, it's just like the dog that bites your hand when you feed them. You're not going to keep that fucking dog around. Now, the question is, the first time dog bites you, well, hey, listen, it's the dog's fault. Second time dog bites you, that's your fault. And that wasn't what I was going to do. I'm not going to have a second time. And that's what I chose to do. Trump? That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying Trump I Trump is playing politics. He, he, he Every politician is going to play politics to a certain degree. Let's, all right, let's look at Mayor de Blasio. Look what he's doing. He has a war against, come on, bus operators. But, but, because but, bus operators are not what he wants for his non-driving city. De Blasio is okay? a career and politician. And he's using, yeah, he's a he's career politician. He's a career politician, but he's bordering on a career Trump is a business. Trump, Trump is a businessman first, right? So, so is Bloomberg. What do, all right, what do Trump do? Try to get rid of Obamacare, right? 
What does right. Trump? What does Trump do? Want to go into North Korea and start trouble? Those is all political. But, yeah, but we're, it has you, nothing but to do with I business. I just realized something. We're really getting into um, pol politics about the elected president, and honestly, I really don't give a shit. I'm not not. I don't. It's not that I don't respect your opinion. You understand? It's not that I I don't agree with you. No, for the most started, part, I agree this, with you. This started. This started with Trump. The reason why the same people who voted for Obama voted for Trump is because it's racism. But it's not racism. It is because you know why? This was, that's this is what why the Trump, media this has is why told I said you. Why Trump that's what no, the no, media has no, told no, you, and that's no, what bothers no, me. This, this, this is where I said that, and I said this before Trump got elected on the show. I said, Trump is going to win. Why? Because he's speaking to his people. And when you but have I'm some, not his people. When you, when, listen, he's, he won those same Caucasian people that voted for Obama. They like, yo, we finally got somebody that's not afraid to say what it is. Because, oh, Hillary is a snake too. But you know what? She is a snake in the grass. Trump is saying... I don't want, look, we go build a wall for all these Mexicans. <laughs> He's making it clear. You know what? We don't want all these immigrants in our country. Caucasians, Europeans, Europeans think that America is theirs. Bottom line, look what they did to the, to the, to the um, Indians. Look what they did to us by bringing us over here. Caucasian, Europeans think that America is theirs. He spoke to them. So what we go do? We go build a wall. And, and, and um, around around Mexico, so all these immigrants won't come in. The same immigrants who probably clean his house, <laughs> who build all this shit for him. Well, that's the thing is that this this is where the, the like this, I don't think there's enough time to explain it. This is the problem with what we have in this country today, and it's not that it's the wall. It's the media believing that they have the right to deter. What I'm getting at is, is that like I have well, let's face it, I have a problem with authoritarianism. I do. I don't like the MTA thinking that they can reach into my pockets. I don't like a government that thinks that they can reach into my life. And I don't like a media which is going to tell me that this wall is not gray. Let me ask you a question. You think Trump racist? No, I don't think he is. No. So what do you think it is? Because I, so I'm going to I think it. I, th I think it's a guy who went ahead and I honestly, honestly, you want to know what I think? I don't think he thought he would actually become president. I think he did this I, as I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I really think I that he that, actually yeah. went ahead and yeah. said, "Fuck it, let me I go for this." But you let me just what? go for yeah. this but, and see and what happens. And let me see what Henry, happens. And then guess what? People started saying, "I'm pissed off too. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore." Okay, that's what people started saying. I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. Okay, but Henry, and it was just it was just like he just started saying the craziest shit that anybody could say. Fuck it. Today I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, uh fuck it. Uh, you know, to give a listen to give <laughs> you know, an answer you, to, you know what I'm saying? And then quick. he starts saying crazy stuff and people start saying, That's what we need. We need someone crazy to stop this horse shit. Real yeah, quick. They, they okay. say he, he, crazy. he panned it. No, no, panned no, it no, You're crazy. right. But, but guess what a lot I think of is gonna think, happen? A lot of people think like when you say grab about a pussy, yeah. a lot of men think that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but a, here's a the, okay, of, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one example. Now I got a question. Did he say that he's promoting people to go out there and grab by the pussy? Or he's saying that I'm so famous and popular, I could. But you want to know something? I mean, I could think, drive off the bridge tonight. But I gotta, could. Yeah, but, but you want to know that. You got to think. You gotta, that's what I'm getting at. Is that, that's gotta, what I'm getting at. Is that the media focused yourself. on one part. They focused on one thing. But you got to think and say to yourself, listen, 
if you're the leader here and just now, if Tremel go and say some shit like that, yeah, let's do that in progressive action. Yeah, let, what do you think? Motherfuckers are going to think that and they're going to be like, yeah, it's all right to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think so. So that's what I mean. So, I, I but, really don't think but so. That, but that's the power I think of the mind, Henry. That's what I'm, I, you're right. And that's, that's where I'm going with. I don't think, I don't think he's going to be a great president. And this guy already shoots his mouth off. I mean, look, look if I remember, that was, well, that was Thursday, yesterday, uh, now. I mean, what did he say about fire and Comey? I mean, he said this, I mean, that is, that is, you realize that this guy isn't thinking this out, okay? But he's no more brain dead or clueless as Reagan was with Alzheimer's and W was choking on stuff and not even, you know, can't, he can't even get through his speech without being confused. Okay, but now... So here's the thing. The question is just say, fuck it, we're going to do something crazy. And this is something that I thought would never happen, but it did happen. Yeah. And I didn't think it would happen, by the way, the, him being elected. Because I was tired of what I was saying. It was a comedian I, I was listening to. And the guy was just saying, fuck it, you know. We'll go ahead and vote for somebody that says the craziest stuff and see what happens. And um, it happened. I didn't expect it to. But I was tired of what I was seeing. And I just said, fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick out of here the next. I'm not going to make 40, I, I said. So I might, what, make it past one term? Fuck it. This place is going to hell as long as I've been alive. Now, listen, I didn't think it would happen. And he says crazy shit like he fired Comey. He's like, well, he's a showboater. Real quick, just to answer, get elected? real quick to answer Tramiel's question and to give you a little insight on Trump, and this was and this was told on CNN because so, so you know it's not it's not a lie. Back in the seventies, Trump had um, he had property, he had buildings and stuff like that. But basically, it was a lot of um, you, you know racial bias when it came to renting. Oh, that's his, the that's the mafia rent. connection with the unions that were doing construction. By the way, which leads us to Giuliani. Which so basically, he, you know, there was some sorry. racism tied in with that because he, you know, he, 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 he you know, he, he basically was biased against minorities back then in the seventies, renting, you know, renting apartments and stuff like that, renting. Well, that was in the eighties, actually. And I don't matter. You're talking about Central Park South. It happened, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Central Park South. Exactly. No matter when. No, I'm just saying. I, I think I recall what you're talking about. Posing with the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ku Klux Klan have a history okay. of, of, of hate. Not, look, okay. there's nothing wrong wanna, with... Okay, all right, wait a minute. Go ahead, go ahead. But remember, Hillary thought Strom Thurmond was a great senator. Any questions? Yeah, I, I ain't saying... Who said she wasn't racist? Who said she ain't have hate? We not saying that. I'm not arguing so that. So I'm but, looking at a bowl of shit staring at itself in the mirror, but, you know, it's like, which one's more appealing? Just, and that's what I get with normal politics. It's just that she covered it up a hell yeah, of a lot you, better. You got, you got, well, not you got, really. She just went ahead and figured that it was owed to her. Do you understand? This is someone that thinks it's owed to them, just like the senior guys on the job that think they're owed something for having time on. You have seniority rights to pick work, but that doesn't mean you get to shit on the people below you. Of course. So guess what? You gotta come back on the show and we go sit here and we go talk about Cause Trump. Because I didn't get into anything. <laughs> we go talk about Trump all day long. Oh God, Wait, no! It, don't it, do ain't, that. it ain't gonna be no commentary. We, I want you Damn. back here. I want you back here in six months. We gonna let Trump do enough fucking racial damage, oh, and we go not and we for go, nothing. Not and we go get it in. And I'm gonna ask you. First question, would you vote for Trump right now? If you say, yeah, we go get it on on this show. <laughs> All two hours. No introduction, Listen, no put anything. put a candidate out there that's not going to No, 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 no. We ain't going to play make-believe. No, it's we going to play real live. That's, real. that's, the, the, pro that's the problem with politicians today and politics and our government. They're making us deal with make-believe. Trump ain't no make-believe. Trump the real deal. How's he make-believe? Trump is the real deal. He's the Honestly, president. Honestly, are we are we saying that the, the uh, what you call it, Trump isn't make believe? 
No. I'm pretty he sure he is make-believe. I don't... Uh, I know. I, I, I think he's make-believe. There's no make-believe in him. Oh, there is make-believe. When There's we, a lot of make-believe. And that's what the problem with the, what our government has become, is that they have us believing this make-believe. Like they tell us about the American dream. And it has to be a dream because there's no way you can actually really believe it. It's, that's, what's that's what it's become. We, we have politicians who stay in and do nothing. Yeah, but you got to understand this. They say they, they make us think slavery was make-believe. They don't tell us how. They don't tell teachers in school and teachers how bad that slavery really is. No, they, they, don't, they don't talk. They don't talk about that. I don't think they do. I think you're absolutely they, right. They I make it seem like think, what we went through. Okay. What we what we went through was make believe. No, I don't think so. I, I can't say. I didn't learn that in school. I did. I didn't learn that. I one. did. I We're I the same learn, age. I did. I, I ain't learned. I learned who I learned made like, um, who Jefferson or what's his name Edison or one of those guys uh -huh. who invented like, Lewis Latimer invented like they don't teach us that a black man. You know what I'm saying? All the black people accomplishments were thrown up under the rug. Not all Christopher Columbus Christopher Columbus discovered America. Yeah. That's not true. How you discover something where people was already here? Right. But the thing is that you, that's when you start getting into like semantics about certain things. What what come what what bothers me is that we're not being told the truth about right now. We're not being told the truth about right now. We're not. Even to the simplest thing like the bus fare with select bus service. That's not being used to assist the customer. Look what, look what Mayor de Blasio is using it for. He just, put, he just shoved it down Woodhaven Boulevard's throat. They don't want it. The people who ride the bus don't want it. That supposedly it's there for. Oh, really? Woodhaven Boulevard's got select bus service now? It's oh, they're getting, they're getting the 52 and 53 shoved right down their throat. They the just the against, for it. Yeah. Oh, really? I yeah, just did. We go, we gonna leave this conversation right where it's at. Yeah. As soon as Trump fuck up, we calling you in. We, I don't he care who we. He fucked up this morning, didn't? Yesterday morning, saying showboating about Comey. No, he go he really, fucked up. He, he does really fuck up. up. That's our that's our show for this week. I wish we would have had the same energy in the beginning, <laughs> but it's, def it's definitely going down. We'll catch y'all later. All Peace. right, everybody, have a good one. All right, take care. Good night. <laughs>